1: All right, it's a Wednesday, Hump Day, middle of the week day, over the hill day. We are closer to Friday than we were on Monday, and guess what? No snow. I love it. No snow. We didn't get any snow at all up in the northwest part of the state. They did. I was watching uh, the Hogs play last night, just crushing uh, LSU, and uh, they get they had all Jimmy Dykes talking about. It looks like we're gonna be spending the night here tonight. We're not getting out of here. We're gonna be here. Like Jimmy really doesn't like that. He loves being up in Fayetteville, so it was uh was a good game last night. Hope you got to see it. I uh, made myself comfortable, got my nacho cheese and my chips out and uh was pig suing the whole night long watching that ball. Did you can you see it up
2: there in DC,
1: Congressman?
2: You know, I missed it. I uh went online and looked at uh, the victory after it was over, but I was uh, trapped in a dinner last night, but I'm so proud of the hogs. I just, I'm looking for consistency out of my hogs, but they're on a roll. Here.
1: Well, it seems like they're starting to figure out how to play without Brazil and, uh, and white, yeah. isn't it? I mean, those, Nick those Smith. yeah, Smith. Yeah. Those
2: two players and it was uh, rough in the transition. Oh, I mean, you know, we could not, you know, their shooting was so important. And, uh, it was uh it was a struggle just to both on offense and defense and they couldn't they couldn't cope with going from zone to man to man. I mean, it was it's been a tough month, but I agree with you. I think they're exactly right. They're figuring out how to play the, a new game with who they've got.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you what. Coach M was raising Cain last night with fans. He he had them fired up, man. I mean, he had them fired. He he took the microphone and was he was doing Bobby Knight stuff last night. I loved every moment of it. I really, really yeah, did. Eddie Sutton. Yeah, yeah, Eddie Sutton Suff- Sutton. That probably for down here <clears throat> in Arkansas. It means more that people than me talking about Knight. But the bottom line is he he is uh, he's sold out on Arkansas basketball. There is no doubt. He ain't going nowhere. All right, so uh let's see, McCarthy is is taking some heat because he's removed some people from committee. Uh I want to play a little – let me play a little bit of uh, some audio that I have from Fox about that and let you hear it, and then I I'll, I'll want to hear what you have to say as well, Congressman. Here we go. Okay. We got it. we got a technical problem. <laughs> <war>. Just <laughs> let that go.
0: One accepted worldview to the exclusion of all else. The Miseducation of America, no. Season 2, streaming.
1: That's it later. It, it's Scott comes up later. Just let it go. We'll play it. We'll play it later. Anyway, let's get back with with, yeah. with Congressman Hill. We got we had a, we had wires crossed there, Congressman. Let, let's talk about this. He got rid of Solwell, and I got the video of him talking and said, "If you heard the FBI report, I heard on Saulwell, you wouldn't put him on a committee uh, either." He said he couldn't get on a state committee. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I mean this is not new information. I mean Kevin McCarthy, when he was the minority leader, Nancy Pelosi's speaker spoke out and urged that Eric Swalwell of California be removed from the Intelligence Committee last Congress after McCarthy had gotten the classified brief on what was the backstory on Swalwell's dating a Chinese spy. I mean, this is the kind of ridiculous Washington, D.C. nonsense. And so uh, the Intelligence Committee, now that Kevin McCarthy is our speaker, serves at the pleasure of the speaker. The speaker appoints the Intelligence Committee... And the speaker even appoints the Democratic members of this committee in consultation with the minority leader. So McCarthy has said this for months. Swalwell's not going to be on the Intelligence Committee. And Adam Schiff, who is a documented liar, <laughs> no who kid. was a terrible leader of the Intelligence Committee. And in fact, let me tell you, I'll be blunt. I mean, he destroyed the reputation of the Intelligence Committee. Because he and Pelosi turned it into this investigation committee, which was completely inappropriate. Uh, and and uh, so McCarthy doesn't want either one of them on the Intelligence Committee. It makes complete sense. He has strong reasons to do it, and he has the authority to do it as the new speaker.
1: Well, and then uh, they want to get rid of Omar, but I understand that's different, that you've got to have a full vote of the House to do that.
2: It is different. And, again, this is one of those tit-for-tat things that you and I have talked about, which I don't, you know, ultimately think is great for the history of the House. But we have to maintain some balance here as we take the majority after the way we were treated and our members were treated by Speaker Pelosi. And Omar uh, has repeatedly... Uh, said all these anti-Semitic things. And McCarthy's view is she, he doesn't believe that, you know, she should serve on the House Foreign Affairs Committee. And uh, as I say, we'll see how that goes, if it can come to the House floor for a vote. She's a very divisive person, uh, not that there aren't other divisive people in Congress. Don't get me wrong. We've got 435 people and 435 strong opinions. But uh, I really... Uh, strongly believe that what McCarthy's done on the Intelligence Committee is the right decision.
3: Congressman, do you think Omar should serve on that committee?
2: No, because I think she's disqualified herself, uh, the way she operates. I mean, it's true that members are not uh, diplomats. I mean, they represent their district. They're entitled to their own opinion. Uh, But when you realize that one of our top diplomatic and military allies in the Middle East, is Israel, and one of our top military technology partners are Israeli companies working with American uh, technology companies, and you've got a, a member of Congress who routinely uh, deals in anti-Semitic uh, behavior. You've got a question, is that the person you want going to meetings with our diplomats? from israel and i think the answer is no but we'll see what happens
1: all right well let's talk about uh, about you specifically you've been appointed to the house foreign affairs committee and the house permanent select committee on intelligence uh, let's start before the break about the house foreign affairs committee what does it do and uh, what do you, what are you hoping to uh, do while you're on that committee
2: Well, the Foreign Affairs Committee obviously oversees uh, our diplomatic relations, our foreign operations budget, our military sales to military partners. (laughs) It's a principal place for the uh, legislative branch as a co-equal branch of government to offer a balanced view of what America's foreign policy is if the Biden administration is off track. So it's a very important committee from that point of view. My interest in the committee is China's infiltration. Uh, around the world financially and I want to take the work I do on House Financial Services Committee investigating and blocking Chinese money uh, for what they're doing in the third world, destroying the third world with their predatory lending practices, their predatory construction practices and I want to use this platform to uh, block that where I can. So I've got two options to do that now on both uh, the Financial Services Committee which oversees the Treasury and the IMF and the World Bank and now at the uh, at the Foreign Affairs Committee.
1: Well, the the Speaker of the House has said that America has two main enemies. One is the debt. The
2: other is China. Exactly, and uh, that's why we voted, and we had an overwhelmingly bipartisan vote. Repeat, bipartisan vote to set up a select committee to come up with strategies to counter what China's Communist Party is doing. It is not a select committee against China. I mean, China is a big amazing country filled with uh, amazing people, and we've been allies with China in World War II and other times in our our history between our countries. But the Chinese Communist Party since 2012-2013 has pivoted in trying uh, both military, diplomatic, and financial economic strategies to, in my view, uh, topple uh, the United States from a business and economic point of view and a military and diplomatic point.
1: Congressman French Hill is our guest. Time for our first break. Let's do that. Then when we come back, we'll talk about his other committee uh, selection, Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that as well. It was controlled by the Democrats, so it was kind of an oxymoron committee, but we'll talk about it and see what he has to say about what the Republicans are going to do with it. It's the, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about our folks at PI Roofing, PI Roofing Home Solutions. Not only will they fix your roof now and do it uh, the best of any roofing company that I know, but if you need some construction around your home, small jobs, you know, you need a window put in or you need the deck fixed or whatever, they can do that for you as well. On both cases, all you have to do is call them at 501-707-3115. That's the number I use. I don't have a Batcave phone to... P.I. Roofing. I don't pick up the phone and it rings in the bedroom of the owner of the company. All right. He uh, I get to him just like you get to him. 501-707-3115. They'll take good care of you. Or if you want to do it on the Web, P.I. Roofing dot com. All right. If you just joined us, uh, Jimmy is here in the studio with me, we've got uh, uh, Congressman French Hill on the line. We've already talked about uh, McCarthy getting rid of some people on some committees there in the House. Necessary, needs to be done. And then uh, we talked about uh, his new uh, appointment to the House Foreign Affairs Committee and what that means and what he wants to do through that committee. He's on another committee as well called the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. So uh, using the word intelligence with the Democrats in control is an oxymoron. What's going on as far as what the Republicans want to do, Congressman?
2: Well, thanks, uh, Dave. And it's it's one of the most important committees in both the House and Senate. It provides senators and congressmen a daily look at the threats America faces uh, internationally. It keeps the legislative branch fully up to speed with what's going on. Uh, from an intelligence community point of view just like the president gets a daily intelligence briefing and that's why i go back to what i said before the break Uh shift completely destroyed the committee its reputation and its functionality by running off on these fake impeachment crusades that he had against donald trump it was outrageous and therefore the legislative branch the house wasn't getting the information that it needs to do its job. The Speaker of the House is in line to become the President of the United States. They have to have that constant flow. So that's mission one of the Intelligence Committee, uh, and I look forward to the service on it. Again, they've never had an economic policy, banking, financial person on that committee. Uh, They've principally had military operators like our own Rick Crawford from Eastern Arkansas with his Army background, or people who do military or intelligence strategy, we know uh, every day that the risks of the United States around the world also are economic and financial as people try to topple our economy, uh, just as I said a few minutes ago about the Chinese Communist Party. So I'm going to bring my knowledge on sanctions, my knowledge on how economies work, my knowledge on money laundering and how that works around the world and how that fits in with how bad actors are threatening the U.S., And finally, I'm going to use it as a platform to make sure that Americans are protected from uh, illegal actions of anybody in the intelligence community as it relates to, you know, illegal surveillance or things of that nature. Uh, And I'll certainly be attuned to that if we uh, if and when we reauthorize, for example, the use of FISA warrants uh, in the federal court system.
1: Now, this is where a lot of it comes into play about uh, top secret clearances and things of that nature, because I have to think that if you're on this committee, you're going to hear a lot of stuff that you know you can't talk about with me on the show.
2: That's right this is uh, this is where America's most sensitive uh, conversations about intelligence take place uh, in the in the in the Senate Intelligence Committee. Tom Cotton's a member there in the House Intelligence Committee where Rick Crawford and I serve. And that's why I say you must have the uh, the the best, most capable people working in that arena. And the mission of the of the committee has nothing to do with, you know, uh, crazy witch hunts. Mike Turner is the new chairman of the Intelligence Committee from Ohio, a very studied, careful guy who knows exactly what the mission is of the committee. And I look forward to getting the Intelligence Committee back on track after four years of of a destructive track under Adam Schiff.
1: After all of the problems that we've had with the CIA and the NSI and all the rest of them over the last few years, how difficult is is it for you to put your trust in some of our intelligence?
2: Well, I think the first thing we have to do, well, two things. One, we have to reassert legislative leadership in these committees and demand accountability from the executive branch. That has been hurt under the shift of uh, four years, where they don't even pay attention to the committee because it's, a, it's just a gang of, of people, as I say, out on witch hunts that have nothing to do with protecting the United States. That's number one. Number two, we've appointed a select committee under Jim Jordan's Judiciary Committee to uh, review the weaponization of the U.S. government against our citizens, whether it's in the FBI or in the intelligence community or somewhere else, IRS. And that is exactly designed to answer the questions that were answered back in the 1970s
4: -hmm.
2: when the Senate had a select committee uh, chaired by Frank Church of Idaho, Democrat. Uh, My old boss in the 80s, when I worked on the banking committee, John Tower of Texas, was a member of that quote church committee, and uh, had you know I went back and looked at uh, all of his thoughts about it in preparation for what we're going to be going through because we what was the mission there to restore credibility of the FBI after the revelations of what J Edgar Hoover had been doing, and. Uh, to restore the credibility of the intelligence community after some of the revelations of the 1960s there. And one of the results was putting George H.W. Bush in charge of the CIA to return its credibility after those reports from the Church Commission. So uh, we want an FBI that's respected and loved by the American people, and we want an intelligence community that works for our country effectively, with the right budget, with the right oversight. And that's what we're going to be focused on. Hey,
3: Congressman, we were talking about threats to our country and the debt in China. Which is a greater threat? Are we a greater threat to ourselves financially, or is China a greater threat to our country financially?
2: I think, you know, it's a a good question, and the answer is, you know, a little bit of both. We need to live within uh, a budget and not be running giant uh budget deficits and we need to reform our mandatory spending programs and our and our outlook so that we have a sustainable financial future for our kids and grandkids this is a a, and it's it's reached a new uh i think turning point because of what's happening during the pandemic and the amount of money that's been spent by the biden administration but that's something that we can over time control ourselves I view China and what they're doing financially with a surveillance state, with their money around the world, is an external threat uh, that causes America challenges in our economy, selling our goods, the dollar as the world's currency, uh, the uh, ability for the U.S. not to be blocked in trade relations around the world. Those are important to every worker in our in our country. Uh, and also, if they ramp up, a new global cold war with defense spending, well, that hurts our budget, too, because we have to have to beat them as we did the Soviet Union. And we worked from 1945 to 1991 to do that. And it was obviously we were spending six or seven percent of GDP compared to uh, (sighs) two percent or so now. So you get my point. Both are important. Both are interlinked. One, we have more control over. But the CCP threats Absolutely impacts our budget and our ability to generate income in, in our in our economy.
1: Yeah. All right. We appreciate your time, Congressman. Thank you. Uh, you guys got snow on the ground up there, or is it clear right no, now? No,
2: uh, cold and cloudy, but uh, we're expecting rain later on today, and hopefully we won't get any snow. Glad you dodged it.
1: Yeah, we did. We appreciate <laughs> right. you. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Congressman French Hill from District 2 here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Some very interesting statements from him. Uh, today about returning, you know, uh, some people to have belief in our in our uh, secret services and things of that yeah, nature. Just the no answer. faith in it. There's nothing. There's no, no faith. I'm, I got no faith in it. I have no faith in the FBI. I'll tell you. No, that. I don't I either. I don't and, either. And uh, and I have very little faith in the CIA. And it it all needs to be clear, clearing, uh, cleaned up. And he was talking about the Church Commission. We've talked about that here on the air in the last couple of weeks. That was a very important commission back in the 70s, uh, and like you said, when all the, re- the revelations came out about J. Edgar Hoover and how he's watching Americans and all of that. So uh, we'll let him get at, the, get at that, and then uh, as we go along, we'll talk about it. But intelligence and Democrats just doesn't go uh, together, so Well, those that's, that's two words I mean. don't mix, period. That's right? what I said. It's oxymoron. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Let's take a break. Uh, we've got Bill O'Reilly coming up, and uh, let's hear what he has to say. And then when we return, how about what's happening with education on the national level? We'll hear from Senator Tim Scott as far as that's concerned. Right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. What's going on with you, Aaron? You're getting a little froggy. Is that what's going on? I guess. I have no idea what happened right there. Is it Budweiser frogs in your throat? <laughs> No, not today. Not today, okay. <laughs> All right, Steve Dave Ellswick's show. Let's talk a little bit about what happened yesterday at the, uh, the Capitol. Of course, I did my show from the Capitol yesterday. I'll be back tomorrow doing my show from the Capitol. And uh, the elected officials, the ones who have known me from the past, are so happy that I'm back. I'm glad to be back and uh, having them on and keeping you informed of what's happening. Well, uh, Senate Bill 43... Uh, which has been termed the drag queen bill, easy way for you to remember what it kind of deals with, Uh, passed out of the Senate uh, by a vote of 29 to 6, and that is a party-line vote. That means that all the Republicans voted for it and all the Democrats voted against it. Yeah.
3: I, want, I wonder this. Because that's the
1: wrong side of the argument to be on, by the way, blue people.
3: Well, I I just think this, okay? This law is, is what we're talking about is just amending an already existing law <clears throat> to add these drag queens' sexual performances. So those six— Stop right there. You <laughs> said it. Yep. Sexual. That's the key. Sexual. Yes, right. And, and, and that's clear in the language in the bill. Yes, but the six Democrats who voted against it, I want to ask them, okay, are you for strippers uh, d- uh, doing this in public? Are you okay with strippers in public places? Are you okay with having a strip
1: club across the street from a school? Because that's basically what you're saying. No, you want them to perform in the library for the right. kids because the kids need to know what a stripper does.
3: Yeah. I mean, that is
1: exactly— But well, you know, maybe the poll is in their future.
3: Yeah, and that is exactly the You know, if you voted against this, then you're telling me that you're four strippers in schools.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. Or or in the bill, to make it more palatable, does it—do they need to wear pasties? I mean, I'm, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah,
3: it's just crazy. It's just crazy. And here's the bottom line. The overwhelming majority of Arkansans support this law. It's a small group that oppose it. Yes, and we talked about the coyotes, right? Yep. Uh, three coyotes sound like thirty, and that's what is happening here. It's kind of like when we were at the Capitol on the nineteenth, when uh, Americans for Prosperity was having their deal. The huge crowd, huge crowd. And everybody British said uh, people. And Yeah, and everybody said, okay, but, you know, there's going to be um, a protest. Those a days.
0: counter-protest.
3: Yeah, coming with the people that, you know, were saying, hey, SB 43 is terrible. It's the end of the world and all that kind of stuff. And if you look at who showed up, you got one guy that was in drag. That's fine. I don't care. I don't care if you were in drag. You got one guy that was in drag, and what, you have 12 people, but you had 22 cameras. And so you got about a dozen people that showed up against it, okay? All right, that's not the massive outcry that they're trying to say. No. That's the coyotes. Yeah. You had more cameras than you had protesters.
1: There's a book out, and I suggest that anybody who wants to understand media should read. It's called Everything That Glitters Isn't Gold, and it's about TV news. Now, I knew about a lot of this just because that's what I— I uh, majored in when I was in college, and uh, there's a a great story in there by the writer about Arizona, about Phoenix, and there was a there was a point in their weather one time where they were getting a lot of rain, right, and to show how much rain they were getting, they went downtown to an area where a river flew came through the the city. And it came into an area of the city where it was really choked off, so it looked like there was more water than there really was. And that was the video that you saw over and over and over again. So you at home, or we at home, watching that, thought that the whole city looked like that. Yeah. And it was it was a two-block area that looked like that. It was not the no, whole city of Phoenix. Yeah. So not everything that glitters right. is gold.
3: But you have, to blame, you have to blame the media, especially the local media around here, right? Channel 7, Channel 11, Channel 4. The Arkansas Times they are what they are. 16, yeah. Arkansas don't Times. Don't want to forget anybody. No, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> and, but, you know, they're guilty of this, of trying to make it
1: sound like it's more than what it is, Just be factual. When you, know, you watch a story on local news, and uh, they're out comp- – let's say they're covering Conway and they're covering the bathroom controversy. <laughs> They'll make it look like 400 people oh, yeah. that are transgender were at the meeting. Yeah. And I understand you go get both sides of the story, but get both sides of the story. And say it accurately. That's the key. Yeah. And say it
3: Be objective, right? Yeah. Be objective. There at the that, Conway, that's a word that doesn't exist no, in journalism anymore. That, that's right. They, it's
1: advocacy. You that know, exists in journalism.
3: I'm glad you brought up the bathroom bill because uh, Mary Bentley, her bill, that's what it is. But I want everybody to understand this: the Conway School Board blazed the trail for this. Okay, they they this this Mary Bentley's bill is basically word for word what the Conway's School Board put in place in October. And God bless Mary Bentley for getting in there because, like you, you've alluded to it, it's providing cover to other school districts.
1: That's what she talked about yesterday.
3: But this doesn't happen if the Conway School Board doesn't blaze the trail for it because they're the ones that put it through battle tests. The ACLU said they were going to sue. A lot of, lot of grumbling, growling, and when conway put it through guess what it's been a while aclu's talking okay we're gonna see. we're going guess what they didn't so this po- this policy that that mary bentley is turning into law has been battle tested mm-hmm. as far as legality right correct and so but i think you got to give conway school board credit because they are the ones that took the hit on this
1: yeah they took the heat yeah they've taken the initial heat on it and and that's interesting because, you know, Mary Bentley, state representative who we had on yesterday talking about this bill, it's her bill, she's a sponsor of it, uh, made this statement when she was out knocking on doors, uh, school board members came to her from various schools in the area and said, we need you all in the legislature to bring put something together so that we can follow it without... Everybody thinking, you know, it's us that's wanting to just do this.
3: Well, the personal attacks from the media. the yeah. per, The very personal attacks against those school board members of Conway. You know, I, I, do I agree with everything the Conway school board does? No. But I can tell you this. They were spot on on this. And the personal attacks they took from the media were
1: horrendous. Who is the lady that took All those big hits.
3: Uh, Linda Hargis,
1: who has joined us on the air, that I met uh, here uh, last week.
3: Right. And she's the legislative liaison for the Conway School Board. And she's actually, her and uh, Dr. Naylor from the Conway School Board are actually going to be testifying before the education committee about this bill uh, tomorrow. So I hope when you're in in Dallas over there, right, I hope you all
1: be there. If she wants to come by, that's fine. Mm She might not want to get into the discussion of uh, universal school of no, choice. No, she's not going to do that. <laughs> she and I are on opposite sides of that she, issue. She
3: and I had a conversation yesterday about that, and, and I love Miss Hargis. okay? Oh,
1: she's a very thoughtful woman. Yeah,
3: yeah, I love we had a conversation about that. But she – I think they all realize that that's, that cake's baked. So let's focus on what the issue – some other issues where we can – that they can make a difference on because – that that horse, that horse has already left the barn.
1: I believe it has. Yeah. And by the way, if you're wondering, well, where's the bill? Uh, I know you talked to Carlton Wing about mm-hmm. this. I yesterday talked to Senator Johnson about it. And uh, if we take their answers, they're almost identical. Very I identical. They said it would be a couple of weeks uh, before the bill is written. And after it's written, it has to go and be put into legislative language, my way of saying legalese. <laughs>
3: You know, I got a question from this last night from some ladies we're going to have on just shortly about, you know, why why does it take so long? Well, the reality is is this bill was pretty much written before the session started. Now it's just kind of fine-tuning, and you just said it, putting it through the paces to avoid lawsuits.
1: Lawyers, a, a lot of lawyers now are going to sit down. And read that word by word and make sure that, you know, that whatever you do is not some way, as far as to say the Constitution of the state of Arkansas is is up against the Constitution, things of that nature. That is their job. That's right. And what they're, so
3: when people say, well, it's going to be 500 pages, it's huge, but yeah, it is. Well, Maybe but, more. The big, probably the big reason for that is so it can pass the legal challenges.
1: That's has something to do with, it, yeah, of course. And uh, we don't want this tied up in litigation for years. That's no, not what they want to do. No,
3: it in going back to going back to the bathroom bill. Okay, well, when I say battle tested, you know, the Conway School Board is the one that really blazed the trail for this. But even though. Even though I, Jay Beckett of Beckett Billingsley and Keys acts as the attorney for the Conway School Board. Now, I go against Jay all the time, okay? And, but Robert Steinbuck was talking about him. I mean, overall, they're pretty good attorneys. I've got issues with them on how they do them taxpayer money on, on that. But you have to – Jay Beckett actually drafted the policy for the Conway School Board. So when he drafted that policy, his job was to put it in a form where it couldn't be challenged legally. So you got to give him credit that when that uh, J and M when they formulated the bill for the or the policy for the Conway School District, they did it in a way that the ACLU really wasn't going to be able to do anything about it.
1: That's important. All right, yep. let's get a break in. When we come back, I want to spend a little bit on education, uh, not on bathroom bills or on uh, you know. Uh, guys looking like women you know, drag queens coming into your school whatever I want to talk about education and uh, not only are state reps and state senators looking at this but so are uh, federal senators as well so we'll talk about it in just uh, a, a few moments but right now let's get a, a break in don't forget about East End Towing you break down on the side of the road uh, we'll take good care we'll take good care of you. Uh with East End Towing. they've got all of the equipment you need to be able to do that. And uh, you you call uh five oh one eight 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 eighty eight forty nine. That's five oh one eight 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 eighty eight forty nine and they'll help you out with that. All right, you're gonna hear from uh Senator Tim Scott, South Carolina, when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, Jimmy Cavan, Dave Ellswick here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, We've been talking over the last few weeks about what's happening here in the state of Arkansas as far as education is going. Uh, It's getting more clear as we move along. Uh, We'll be talking further about that tomorrow here on the show. But right now, I want you to know that it's not just states talking about this. The federal government are talking about this. Senators are talking about this. Senators like Uh, The senator from South Carolina, Tim Scott, here's what he has to say about education.
5: joins us live in Focus now. Great to have you. First of all, tell me what you're trying to get done for parents and why you think this is urgent.
6: Parents deserve as many options as humanly possible. The more options a parent has, the better chance the child has of succeeding in life. Your zip code should not determine the quality of your life. And today, millions and millions of kids are trapped in poor, underperforming schools simply because of their zip codes. Thank God for states like South Carolina, Iowa, Florida, and others who are championing the cause, that I've been championing for the last 10 years, the cause of school choice.
5: Yeah, is it about letting that money follow that student? Because they're about to fight that battle that they'd won in Arizona with a new Democrat
6: who's at the helm. Yeah, no doubt about it. The, the, the easiest way to understand this is put the money in a backpack, put it on the child, and wherever the child goes, the money goes as well. Hmm. So whether that's a public school, a public charter school, a private school, home school, virtual school, we want kids armed with an amazing education. Harris, today, it's not black or white. It's the quality of your education will determine the outcome of your life.
5: Senator, why do you think this is so hard for some people to understand? I mentioned Katie Hobbs, a new governor, a Democrat yes, governor down yes, in Arizona. Yes. If she flips the switch on that, putting the money proverbially, uh, proverbially into the backpack of a child and letting parents make choices, I mean, that really changes the game right when they were about to get a footing. Why is that so hard?
6: Well, Harris, unfortunately, it comes down to one thing, power. The current environment is saturated with adults who have power, and that power means they decide where the money goes. Unfortunately, we need education system designed for kids, not for adults. And so big labor unions have taken over public education. That's bad for parents, bad for kids, bad for America.
5: You know, I look at where you and I and so many people across America, you know, who are culturally, racially diverse, whomever these people are, they're Americans first, right? We weren't Absolutely. We didn't have all that woke stuff in school. we got math no. and reading. one made us a sin, the other wasn't even part of the curriculum. Your last quick thoughts
6: yeah a B c not c r t It's that simple. We need to take, we need to teach the basics in education. We don't need to teach people that because of the color of your skin you're a oppressor or a victim.
5: Amen. Good to see you, Senator
1: All right, and we we'll Senator send it to Tim Scott, of course. That was
5: awesome yeah. I,
1: what a big surprise! He said exactly all the things that we've been saying. Your zip code shouldn't determine where you have to go to school at ABC, not CRT. The whole nine yards. He had it all.
3: That's awesome. I, I, you know, when he's talking about your zip code, I think actually think Carlton Wing said it best when we had him on last week, when he said that children and parents are sentenced. Yes. To bad schools, like in North Little Rock, right? They right. have no other option. So, the, you know, why should they be sentenced?
1: No, you should yeah. be able to pick yeah. the prison you're going to. Yeah,
3: and I mean, <laughs> so yeah. To speak. It, but wasn't that a cool way the way he yeah, said it? It was that, excellent. That really struck me.
1: That's why I like Carlton Wing. Carlton yeah. Wing understands what's going down.
3: Yeah, and um,
1: smart guy. He's he's 100 behind this. Yeah, and and it's going to it's going to pass. I'm not going to say there's not going to be some people who are going to vote against it. There's some people that will vote against school choice. Uh, however. If if you really think about it, and the power that that the, the status quo has right now, they don't want to give it up. It's that simple. You know when he said uh, about the power, and I get that, but
3: I think it's it's more than that. It simply boils down to the the left, and I'll say it, make people mad, but they're more focused on indoctrinating than they are educating. That's just a fact.
1: Well, that's very obvious. When I was going to school, the the key was to educate. It was math, science, reading, writing, yeah. all of those things. That whole woke crap that you're talking about, you know, that might be mentioned if you had a philosophy class, you might talk about it, or a sociology sure. class you might talk about it. But it hadn't or you might even have to write a term paper about it, which they don't do anymore. But that
3: would be like eleventh or twelfth grade.
1: Yes, exactly. It was <laughs> in junior and senior year of high school those were things that they thought that by that time you had put together some thoughts about what life should look like
3: right and you know universities what has happened we talk we talk about the uh we talk about the blue oil spill right and how it just seeps it's spreading well what happened is is this all started in universities and now it's
1: it is spread down to yes. public school system. It is in the public school system. I
3: had a nephew at UCA a semester or so ago who's studying film. And in one of his classes, his core classes for film study, the guy was an avid police hater. He had F the police written on uh, the board. He had F the police uh, stuff in his classroom. All he did was talk about the half of the class. He talked about the police. And – but it's a film study class. That's right. And, but that has trickled down to public school. That's what we got to get at. All
1: right. Jimmy and I will be back after the news top of the hour. Our guest will be Carolyn Davis. Uh, she's the founder of the Restoration Project of of Atlanta. She's coming to Arkansas. I'll tell you where she's going to be, when she's going to be there, what time she's going to be there, and what she stands for. You'll find out that as we spend a half hour talking with her here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get it underway here on the second hour. We've got a special guest today here in the second hour of the Dave Ellswick Show. She's going to be here in Arkansas coming up in just a couple of weeks. going to be here on February 2nd. Uh, she's going to be in uh, Pine Bluff at the Indiana Missionary Street Missionary Church. It's a Baptist church down there at 1114 Indiana Street, At 11.30 in the morning, this is going to be for lunch, I think. No cost to attend this, by the way. No cost whatsoever. Her name is Catherine Davis. Now, some of you know who Catherine Davis is. I knew who she was when I was asked did I want to have her on my show. I said, absolutely. She's the founder of the Restoration Project of Atlanta. She talks on how if you rebuild a family, if you promote the sanctity of life, if you provide uh, educational materials to people, that you can transform American public policy and the culture's impact on black life into a restored culture of uprightness, even-handedness, and virtue. And let's welcome her to the show. Catherine, thanks so much for giving us the time here today on the Dave Ellswick Show.
7: Thank you for having me.
1: Well, let's talk about how did did the, the restoration project of Atlanta get started?
7: Um, (laughs) it got started because I had, uh, a couple of abortions myself
1: Okay. and
7: I was going to Bible study one Tuesday and I was so happy to go quote, eat the word at lunchtime instead of going to eat food. We had Bible study and I go bouncing into the Bible study and the pastor Wellington Boone that day was talking about abortion. And that was something that I had put on the shelf to think about tomorrow. And now I'm like a deer in the headlights caught because I knew I'd had two abortions. I wasn't ready to talk about those abortions. And here I am in a Bible study where they're going to lay everything out. Um, I thank God that he gave me a pastor who recognized my distress And he and one of the elders began to pray for me until they felt I was um, uh, free from the guilt and shame of my abortion decision. And at the end of the prayer, they put a book in my hand, Grand Delusions, The Legacy of Planned Parenthood, told me to read it and go do something about it. And that was talking about how the black community had been targeted by Margaret Sanger and her people. And so I then became a pro-life advocate and the restoration project grew out of, of that moment Um, for me to begin to encourage people to look towards family as the answer rather than the problem.
1: You know, that's something that we talk about here on the show and uh, and about how important family is, if you really you know a lot of people say well it 's when prayer was taken out of the schools or when you know this happened or that happened, I think it's when the American family began to dissolve here in our country when the when the atomic family started disappearing, when politicians said it was better to have a single mother than a mother and a father, and all the rest that that 's when we really we really got uh we got problems here in our country. Would you agree with that?
7: Absolutely, and that's one of the things I'm going to talk about because it was deliberate. Uh, This wasn't the evolution of single parenthood. Uh, The government, organizations like Planned Parenthood, the National Organization of Women, deliberately sent people into our communities to break up our families. And that's what I'm going to do is connect those dots so that people can clearly see this was a well thought out, well planned scheme to destroy the family in America. Um, And today we see the fruit of that because, you know, just look around. Uh, Black community, white community, increasingly the Latino community family is is not welcomed and not appreciated, and and we need to do something about
1: that. Catherine Davis is our guest, founder of the Restoration Project of Atlanta. Evidently, Atlanta is where you were at. They need you in New York. You know that. I mean, they (laughs) they need you up in New York. There are more black abortions than there are live births now in New York City.
7: And that has been going on for years. And New York City is not the only one. If you just look around the country, um, it is amazing to me. We think millions of slaves that left Africa all landed in America. And that's just not true. 388,000 of those slaves landed in America. And by the end of slavery, we were four million strong. We had strong fertility in the black community. Um, And today, that fertility has been attacked in every community. You could have a a state that has .001 black population. And I promise you, if you look at the abortion numbers in that state, abortion would have impacted those .001 more than any other group in the state. And it's, it's deliberate. Um, because they target us it's deliberate because they tell us we need abortion um, above all others so i've been to new york I'm, i would love to go back um i'll go anywhere <laughs> right and talk about this because it's at an epidemic level now
3: i i think you're right and you know when i was growing up as a kid one thing i remember and i bring this up to so many people is that the black community, especially especially in the South, was the most wholesome family units that I remember. I mean, the the entire family went to church together, picnic. You, families were together left and right, and they were a great example of family unity. But that, and I, and I 100% believe what you're saying, by design has disintegrated to a point that not only with the abortion but to a point that we have a fatherless society.
1: Well you can thank LBJ for that. Yes.
3: And but I, I think we gotta go back and look at who the example was of the family unit. Yeah. Right? And uh and, and that's just a sad reality because I remember that. Do you remember that, ma'am?
7: I absolutely remember that. I remember that we looked out for one another. We uh, we're a community that took care of one another. But it went beyond LG, LBJ. Um, Nixon had a lot to do yep. with the, mm-hmm. yes. of the black family as well. You know, our government sent 100,000 workers into the black community to deal with what they called the two prouds, the men who didn't want welfare. The men who said, look, I can take care of my family. Go away and leave us alone. A hundred thousand workers they sent into the black community. And we need to talk about that so that we can begin to, again, restore our families across the nation.
1: Well, let's talk about a little bit after I come back from a break. Got to make a little bit of money here. Hate to say that, but it is the truth. (laughs) Catherine Davis is our guest. She is the founder of the Restoration Project of Atlanta. You're just go- We're just going to scratch the surface. I mean, we're not even breaking the paint here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You get to hear her speak February 2nd at 1130 uh, at the Indiana Street Missionary Baptist Church at 1114 Indiana Street in Pine Bluff. And uh, you're going to want to take care of that. You go to pre-registration. Uh, that's required. Uh, go check out some things. There's a... Uh, call this number, 501-663-4237, and they'll give you all the information that you need as far as this is concerned. Back with more with Catherine Davis on the Dave Ellswick Show in just a moment. All right, if you just joined me, good for you. You'll get to hear the last part of my interview with Catherine Davis. She's the founder of the Restoration Project of uh, uh, Atlanta. We wanted to make sure that Uh, She was on today because she's going to be appearing February 2nd at 1130 a.m. at the Indiana Street Missionary Baptist Church, 1114 Indiana Street, Pine Bluff. you want more information, call 501-663-4237. That's 501-663-4237. And, Catherine, let me ask uh, this question. Uh, The black church used to be... A stalwart in the black community not as much now as it used to be what has happened there
7: um this is going to sound strange to you <laughs> but the same thing that happened to the white church the church's church and they stopped evangelizing they stopped promoting biblical principles mm-hmm. uh, and accept ex- began to accept a political agenda in place of the Bible and living according to what the Bible says. If you go back and look at, at the history, um, you had men like Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, and those guys who were running around talking a political agenda that was rejected at the time. Um, black people were not running wholesale against their families. Um, the way we tend to think. The other thing that happened is this whole narrative about victimization. And so we began to accept the narrative that black people are victims of whatever, discrimination, whatever. And at that point is the point you begin to see the decline of the black family in the black church, in the church period. at the same time that was happening to the black community it was happening to the white community the only difference is you can see it better in the black community okay. because of our size
1: well i uh, i see it in the white church believe me i see all yeah. of these churches that embrace homosexuality now and 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 a lot of those things and say that well you can be a practicing homosexual and 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 still lead a christian congregation That is such a – that's from the pit of hell. That's a lie.
7: That's exactly right. And it's happening all across our country, which is why our churches need to stand up and say this far and no further.
3: Um, I'm I'm Catholic, and I'll say it, uh, you know, our pope. Our pope right now, and that's not just in our country; that's worldwide. It's and you said worldwide. it, you, you know, you, you're taking religion and in, in, uh, instead of speaking the word of God, politicizing
7: it. That's right, and and people now think that's okay. I mean, just look here in Atlanta. There's a megachurch here where the pastor uh, was talking about he wanted to teach entrepreneurship by allowing the congregants to grow weed. He wanted to smell <laughs> oh a weed goodness. on their congregants. And I'm like, what has happened is we've rejected God, which again was by design. If you go back in history and look, there was a woman named Alice Baylor. Many consider her to be the uh, mother of New Age. And the first thing she said that needed to happen was to remove Christianity from the culture. And whether you're Catholic, Baptist, Pentecostal, whatever you go by, that's exactly what they've been able to do. They've been able to convince us that their political narrative is more holy, more prosperous, more sanctified than the actual Word of God. So people have fallen, some people have fallen for that narrative, and we see the fruit of it.
1: You know, just a few weeks uh, or days ago, in fact, we celebrated Martin Luther King's birthday, and uh, he's a hero of mine. I mean, he really, really is. I mean, this is a man who, who preached the Bible, un, you know, un, un, unswervingly uh, to American people. And I look now, and I see people like Black Lives Matter and whatever saying that the way he wanted to do things is the wrong way, and people are are, you know, disassociating themselves from what I would call King's Doctrine. Does that break your heart as much as it breaks mine?
7: Oh, absolutely, um, because at the end of the day, what's happening is a crisis in the black community. They claim black lives matter, but every doctrine that they promote is contrary to black Lives. They promote homosexuality. Again, the founders of Black Lives Matter were two, two lesbians that actually recruited billions of dollars and only God, the angels, and them know exactly where that money went. <laughs> Isn't
3: that the and truth? <laughs>
7: communities deteriorated around them. Um, you know, the, the, the narrative that black people are poor is a false narrative and we need to stop promoting that. All black people are not in poverty. We have about a 22% poverty rate, then that's higher than it should be, but that's not all black people. And we need to start talking about the genius that's in the black community and celebrating that rather than the victimhood and the illusion of white supremacy and poverty. Those
1: two things are about as real as uh, the man in the moon. <laughs> All right. Our guest is Catherine Davis. Again, she'll be February 2nd, 1130 in the morning at Indiana Street Missionary Baptist Church at 1114 Indiana Street in Pine Bluff, uh, You know, talking to you about some of the things that she's mentioned here on, on my show. Uh, Catherine, before I leave with my interview with you, and by the way, I want to again thank you because I know you're so busy. Uh, Here's my question. Give a little taste to my listeners about what we can do to turn this around. There's a lot of hard work that's going to have to happen, but where do we start?
7: We start by recognizing that two is better than one. And we need to start promoting family again. We need to talk about how to bring our men back to their families. How do we reverse the curse that was unleashed in the 60s and the 70s um, in our communities across America and bring us back to a standard uh, literally of righteousness? Uh, rather than promiscuity, homosexuality, eroticism, and prostitution, which is what the National Organization of Women unleashed on us in 1969. So two is better than one. And let us go back and get our men and begin to teach our children the value of family.
1: Well, thank you for coming to Arkansas. You, You are a bright, shining beacon for people to see. And uh, you're uh, being the founder of the Restoration Project of Atlanta is uh, very important for people to hear about. Catherine Davis, again, we appreciate your time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. February 2nd, 1130 in the morning, Indiana Street Missionary Baptist Church, 1114 Indiana Street in Pine Bluff. Call 501 663 for more information. Catherine, you have a great day, and we'll see you when you get here in February. All right.
7: Thank you. Thank you for having me. All righty.
1: God bless you too. Bye bye now. All right. What a great woman. She
3: the the biggest problem she faces is, is that she's speaking fact, and she makes sense. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's what people don't want to
1: hear in government, right? Or the left, they don't want to hear that. Well, they don't want to hear it in culture anymore. No, absolutely do not. Fact is not something that people who are adhering and 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 hugging on to the left want to hear they want to hear how how can i be quote happy what can i do to make my life complete and they've been sold a bag of goods man yeah she was just talking there at the very beginning about about abortion it's a terrible thing that they've been sold i'm
3: glad i got to be here this morning to listen to her because this lady's sharp okay she's sharp
1: well, my, my thanks to Rose Mims. Uh, the folks from Arkansas Right to Life are making this happen, and uh, they're working with the Pine Bluff Faith Community, the Coalition Ministerial Alliance, and, of course, here at Salem, we've joined up in this as well. Uh, we're all about saving America here at Salem. We really are. And uh, it it's only going to get saved if we who are I believe Christians, to be honest with you, because we, we try to adhere to the truth, uh, get behind it and, and push it. it. It's I mean, SB 43 is a prime example. Yes, sir. That's a prime yes, example. Sir. So is uh, HB 1156, where, you know— your biological makeup is what you use to decide what bathroom you go into.
3: Next to universal school chores, I believe that, uh, House Bill 1156 is the most important bill we have. This year, ne- right behind universal school chores, I can't emphasize how important House Bill
1: 1156 is. All right. And if you want to know about how do we keep from building prisons, it's by turning people on to this kind of truth yeah. this is what will save america what we just talked about you save the american family you'll save america i mean it's that it's, 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 i i believe that's a very true statement and mm-hmm. you'll not move me off of it because you want to know what family's biblical
3: value life value life. Biblical. Alive, right? yeah and uh in the, in the, we've lost the in some of these communities we've lost the value of life. Yeah. When you have fifteen year olds that that uh, that are killing people and and they're willing to die for nothing, that's lost the value of life.
0: All right,
1: we'll take a break. It's time for Hannity. All right, just so you'll know, you think it's bad because you're stuck in the traffic. Uh, early this morning, right off the Malibu coast in California, had a four point two earthquake. And they're having a bunch of aftershocks now. I'm going to tell you what: if you've never been through an earthquake, and I have, and when I was stationed on Guam, we had a six-point something earthquake—I mean, big one—and the the feel the land underneath of you that's supposed to be so solid suddenly start rolling around and stuff, and buildings start looking like they're rolling and stuff. Yeah. For the time that that's happening, it's pretty unnerving. Yeah, I get it. It's pretty doggone unnerving. It was unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, earthquakes. I don't like earthquakes. I don't like tornadoes. No. All right, no, I don't like any like one. Tornadoes come up when you're not least expecting. The hurricane, you know it's coming. You can prepare for it. You, but you can't prepare for a tornado. You can't really prepare for a uh, an earthquake. You can't fight them. No. Nah. you got to just Mother Nature yeah. unleashes that. You just got to go with the punches.
3: (laughs) I I don't (laughs) like anything I can't fight or drink with. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can't have a beer with with an earthquake, I'm just telling you. All right. There's a group that uh, is gaining a lot of momentum here in the state. Uh, And they started, I think, just last year, if I'm not mistaken, Moms for Liberty. Uh, There's a lot of chapters all across uh, Arkansas and across the United States as well. Here locally... Uh, Karen Maynard is the head of Moms for Liberty. Karen, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Ellswick Show.
8: I'm good.
1: How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You know, a lot of people love you, but there's a small people, a lot of people that hate you. Yeah, we have talked yeah, about well, that.
8: well, sometimes that means you're doing the right thing sometimes.
1: I've all, Here's what I've always heard. If you're taking flack, then you're over the target. That's right. You know, that's uh, that's when they're going to start shooting at you. <laughs> figuratively uh, hopefully not literally yeah. but figuratively uh, when you get over the when you get over the target that's just the way it, it goes and being in the Air Force, I can relate to that all right, so with that said, what's coming up with uh you know moms for liberty I know that you were at the uh, uh, last Thursday you guys were at the uh, uh, the big rally for education there at the capitol what are you up to now
8: well we're really excited about um the people that Sarah Sanders has brought in and just Governor Sanders and, you know, period. We, the things that we've seen coming out of there, we're so excited about. So we have a meeting tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at American Pie Pizza in North Little Rock. And that's the one in Lakewood next in the Kroger Shopping Center off McCain. Um we, we know we love visitors, but we've also got some very special guests tomorrow. So we have several members of the House and Senate Education Committee. Um, we've got Brian Evans and Keith Brooks and Carlton Wing, who Brian and Keith, I think, are chair and vice chair of the House Committee, Education Committee. Then we've got Senator Kim, Kim Hammer, who's also on the Senate Education Committee, and then Senator Mark Johnson, who's also going to be visiting with us. And then we've invited the PCSSD, which is Pulaski County Special School District Superintendent, Dr. McNulty, who also should be there to, to discuss school choice. So, you know, I have a feeling they may be on opposite sides, but you do need to get everybody. You know, we we would like to know how it affects the school district also. But we're going to talk about school choice and some of the bills that are coming coming down and um, current legislation that deals with education and we would love to have you know visitors. We County County's different than most of the other counties in Arkansas, or in in Arkansas at least. From a Moms for Liberty standpoint, we have several different school districts within one county, so right. we've got four school districts versus most of the counties just have one. So we really need parents from North Little Rock, Little Rock, Jacksonville. The bulk of us are from the PCSSD. Uh, school district and we'd love to have parents get involved from some of those other school districts so we can keep you know our finger on what's going on with those two
1: i might have to come i might have to come over number one pizza pizza's good you
8: know i i always it is good and i always say you know it's not just moms we have dads we have grandpas we have grandmas your tax money goes to the school district regardless of whether you have kids in the school or not Mm -hmm. But you have a vested interest in what's going on in that school district.
3: Yeah, I'm coming tomorrow night.
1: I'm
8: coming tomorrow night. Well, you wear pink shirts, though.
3: I'm going to wear pink (laughs) shirts, shorts. I probably won't even have sleeves, will I, Karen?
8: (laughs) No, probably not. (laughs) When I walked in the Capitol thinking you were in shorts, I was like, my gosh.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's me, though, right? got me freezing. It does. Yeah. And you know we, I, Dave, I had uh, Karen on with me last night, and I, and if, and I encourage everybody to go listen to that Karen and Wendy Potter, who's uh, the vice chair of your group, right? She's
8: treasurer. Treasurer, and she's uh, our money. She's our money lady.
3: But she's also on the school board with Pulaski County School District, which was, I was telling Dave during the break that you guys have become kind of a political force in Pulaski County, which is kind of astounding. In that you've actually placed uh, two of your members, one on the court, one on the school board, and you are actually the uh, chairwoman of the Place County Republicans Women's Group, right?
8: But uh, I'm the incoming president
3: for North Platte okay. Republican Women. Okay, yeah. and uh, so I'm sitting there looking at this group that have three women that are in political positions of leadership, which is pretty astounding to be in Plaskey County. So Moms for Liberty is really becoming a force. All
1: right. Well, you let me know when you guys want me to come speak at your organizations, and uh, I'll come and oh, keep yeah. you up, keep you up to date on what's going on in the uh, state, uh, state house, and state senate. How's that?
8: That's awesome. Well, you know, if you wanna come have pizza tomorrow night, you are more than welcome. We love we love to have people there and you know, this is gonna be a really um fun meeting, I think, just learning about all the legislation that's coming down and talking to these committee members and letting them know what you wanna see.
1: Well, you got some good people. I mean, uh Carlton Wing is a, a, a person who appears on my show a lot. Uh yep. Evers who's the chair, he is my personal State Representative Kim Hammer is a personal friend, as is uh, uh, Johnson is a personal friend of mine. I had had Johnson on yesterday in the uh, last hour of my show. So you got some great people that can talk of what's going on, and be interesting to hear what the uh, uh, the superintendent from PCSSD has to say. Very interesting.
8: Yeah. Yep. I think it'll be a fun a fun night. Karen, Karen, so right tell right me this.
3: Yeah, Karen had told me that that they want to hear everybody's perspective.
8: Yeah.
1: What else are you working uh, on, Karen? Go ahead and Um, talk about education, but tell us what else you're working on.
8: Well, we are working on books. Um, One of our struggles in Pulaski County is none of the school districts put their library um, listings on their website where parents can access them. Our personal district, PCSSD, the kids can go into their Schoology account or whatever they're using now, and they can pull up lists of titles that are in the the libraries, but the parents can't. So that is something that we're looking at. Um, We have not found anything in our PCSSD libraries at this point that we think is questionable, but there have been reports from Little Rock and North Little Rock that they do have.
1: Pay attention. That's and, the key yeah. to do. you got to pay attention, yeah. and you guys have got to look at when they let you and uh, figure out what's in, in the stacks there.
8: And we all we'd like to see, we're not book banners, but if you saw some of the stuff that was in these books, it would make you cringe as an mm-hmm. adult. And even in our, our school libraries, there's no literary value to some of this stuff. And all we want is a rating system. I mean, I, as a parent, should have the right to tell to tell you as a school that my child shouldn't be checking out books that have that type of content, so they should be kept back. I mean, honestly, we we were talking on one of our chapter chair meetings with our Moms for Liberty national group. They had a group in Florida that sent a PDF of some copies of text that came out of some of the books that were in this Florida school district, they sent it to the department of education for Florida. It got trapped by their spam filter for pornography.
4: Yeah. So they couldn't yeah, just... even
8: get the email to go through. They had to send it to somebody's personal email so that they could pull it up because the department of education wouldn't allow it to come through yet. Those, the, that stuff came from books in the library. So uh, you can't walk in. I mean, you remember back when they had all the the magazines that were in covers and, you know, in the yep. store oh, yeah. so that kids didn't see them. But we'll put that. I mean, you should see some of this stuff. I know Brian Evans said he was given a a packet not long ago by one of the groups, and he said, I just about fell out when I started looking at that stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was awful.
1: And you know what? The what the school librarian at the high school said to some of the mothers who showed up and questioned that? Well, we're not all just straight Christian people. That's what I said, at Cabot. That's yeah, what the librarians said, at Cabot. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what, what they
8: said. Is, what does that have? Even being a Christian, what does that have to do with the pornography that we're showing our kids? Because like,
1: I guess only Christians Christian don't want to see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just crazy kind of way they look at it. All right. So tomorrow night, six o'clock at uh, the. Oh, which pizza place is American, it again?
8: American Pie Pizza.
1: American Pie over at Lakewood yep. Village.
8: 4830 North Hills Boulevard in, in North Little Rock.
1: All right. All of you from uh, Pulaski County need to go over there and pay some attention to all of this. you got to, as, as President Bush would say, you got to educate yourself.
8: <laughs> yep. Well, right. and come join us. We're a fun group, so we like to They really like are fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. They really All are right. fun,
1: Karen. Thanks for the time. Anytime you are in the Capitol and you're around my show on a Tuesday or Thursday, please stop by.
9: I sure will.
1: All right, we'll see. We'll see All you tomorrow right. night Thank then. Y'all. Thank see you. you Appreciate you. you. Gotta get a break. Let's come back after the break and uh, uh, we want to talk about how you got to be in, you got to be involved in in this fight and why you have to be involved. We'll explain the coyote theory that. We've heard from Jimmy many times and how you can help break that uh, way of of they do, uh, uh, you know, push the the administration, or not the administration, but push the uh, legislature around. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. i here's here at the uh, 8 o'clock hour, 9 o'clock. Lance is coming by, my man. He's coming by, talk about travelers, talk about his, uh, you know, the... Uh, the Travelers organization that does so much work now within the community, and uh, they they did a lot of great work last year. I want Lance to talk about that, and I'm hoping that he'll bring me my green Mariner shirt that uh, I keep hearing that I'm going to get, but we'll see if it shows up <laughs> today or not. Anyway, Lance is coming up at 9 o'clock. 10 o'clock, uh, first half hour, Jeff Hayes will be with us. He has put together a uh, documentary on... Uh, Dr. Fauci, not very, uh, how we, How do we say this, not a real positive thing. There's he gets nothing in, positive about it. Yeah, he gets into I mean. all, to, to all of the uh, questions that people have. Uh, we're going to talk to him. Uh, there's a place that you'll be able to see it free, and so I want to make sure that you know where that is, and uh, then we'll have uh, the 1030 to 11. I think, uh, Rose is Rose going to join us at 1030? Did she agree to join us? Okay, we're trying to get a hold of her. She was trying to call during the time I was talking to Catherine Davis. She's going to be in Pine Bluff, but Catherine's also going to be over at Agape Church uh, that day as well, and they're going to have I don't know a breakfast or something, I guess. And she's going to be speaking. So uh, I'll let you take your pick of where you want to, you know, hear from her. But Rose will be on at ten thirty-five to talk about uh, talk about that. Well, that Miss Davis is sharp. She was good. Sharp. Lady. She was excellent. Yeah. Very, very, very good, and that's why her her uh, restoration project there in atlanta is nationally known there's a lot of other big cities that are trying to replicate uh what she has done now here's problem with replication unless you have somebody that as is as good as miss davis it's tough to replicate it
3: yeah that's that's right that's right that's
1: that's the key that's that's the key all right now i want to talk about you uh jimmy cavan have a a great uh way of putting up about the voices that make noise when something happens in government you call it the coyote principle
3: yeah and you know f- f- for all you country boys out there i you know i was raised on a farm down bellingham church road in lono county and we, you know all country boys know this about coyotes and three coyotes will sound like 30 okay maybe more yeah and and it's a weird sound and and three up can sound like 30 and it's it's kind of a screaming deal and it makes the hair stand up on your neck
1: yep they do but the route is just three coyotes okay this is one of the things that they do when they're hunting
3: yes and so what the left has mastered especially in arkansas because with small minorities like against uh, SB 43 and HB 1156 is they try to, they try to make a lot of noise to sound like they're more people than what they are. And I'll give you an example that at the Capitol on SB 43, the drag queen bill, uh, you know, they said they were going to have all these people there. What the reality is you had the, the drag queen testify at the Senate committee. Okay. I don't care if you're drag queen, okay? And But then outside on the steps, they had this rally that they were claiming was a big rally, and they had speakers, and they were loud. When The truth is there was hardly anybody there. There were more cameras and in, in media there than people protesting. But between them being loud and the media buying into the coyotes, it makes it seem like that it's a massive amount of people when it's absolutely not.
1: Okay. All right. So yeah, tell Rose we'll talk to her at ten thirty-five. That's what we want to do. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we're talking about. It. Yeah. That's four coyotes. Yeah.
3: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> It, and, and it that's that's the sound, and that's the that's what they do. They they act like coyotes, and so, so and then you have the news media that backs that. So what I try to tell people to do is look. You know, uh, I'm going to pick the women, for example. I told Dave the thing that stood out to me at State Capitol the most on the 19th when Sarah Sanders spoke and we, were, and we were having that is that 80% of the people that attended were women, it, minimum 80%. You have Sarah Sanders who governor. You have Karen Maynard, Moms for Liberty, in those groups, okay? Uh, and women are leading the charge on that, but if we notice – those women are out. What they're doing is they're out sand, sounding the coyotes. And like when Conway School District, when the school board proposed their bathroom policy, which was Mary Bentley's bill that she's got in right now, you had six or seven people holding signs out about anti you know anti transgender this and everything. And the news media made it sound like it was so many. But my question is, if they had you know six or seven or ten people holding signs. Why didn't we have 30 people?
1: Okay, so the, this is where, the, how do you break that type of, of narrative yeah. that, uh, that the left sets up? And the way you do that is that you, and I'm talking to you who are sitting and listening to the show, I, I do this all the time, you need to send emails or call and leave a message, be respectful to your state rep. And you're a state senator. Now, I'm going to be honest with you right now. There's a high percentage of you right now that I'm talking about. You don't even know who your state rep is mm-hmm. or who your state senator is. You need to find out, and you need to get serious about
3: this. It's easy to do. Just just go on Google, okay, and, and, and uh, hit the Home for the Legislative, Arkansas Legislature. And the website will come up, and and they'll give you a list you can get. You can get the name, phone number, and email address of every state senator, every state representative, and one of the things I hear from the representatives is it's the coyotes are sounding off at them in the sense that they're getting emails from the coyotes and but it's a it's like a generic email, so one person will send it then the same another person will send the exact same email. But they're getting tons of those. The problem we have as conservative Republicans is we are lazy. We sit on our butts on the couch. We yell at TV, but we don't get up and do anything. So start sending our state representatives and senators take the five minutes to send them emails saying this is what I support, and give them a little backing. Give, give them a little backing. Give
1: them a little backbone.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because that's what they what what will happen if they start hearing from you. And you say, you know, Senator, I appreciate that you back SB 43, and uh, this whole thing about drag queens not being allowed in schools. I want to tell you, you're doing the right thing. Keep up the good work. That, if you do you know, that, if if we if they would get 50 of those, holy cow! Inspire them. Inspire them. Yes, right? absolutely. All right, got to take a break. Lance is on his way. He'll be on with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Going to talk a little bit about the travelers when we come back. Here on one hundred and one FM, the answer. All right, let's get it underway at nine o'clock. You know, it's never too early to talk about baseball. I agree with that. And it's never too early. I mean, April is when everybody's going to get really excited. February, really, right. because pitchers and catchers are going to are going to uh, head down to the Grapefruit League in Florida, or they're going to hit out the Cactus League in in Arizona, or whatever, and. Baseball will be coming back. I am a huge baseball fan. I my wife will tell you if there's a baseball game on, you might as well not talk to me. Yeah, I am yeah. into it. I, I am think really anyone who listens
10: it. to your show knows that you are a diehard baseball yeah. fan.
1: I love baseball. I really
10: do. It it's high school great baseball sport. is cranking up right now. Mm-hmm. Their seasons are fixing to start. Well, what's crazy is how baseball has evolved to a year-round sport. yeah, you yeah know, especially oh, yeah. for the youth you know you think i don't like that but that's okay go ahead well uh, touché because i don't like that either i want them to play football and basketball i want i want football
1: players to wrestle so that their footwork would be better uh if they're going to be linemen and things
10: of that nature but anyway i I digress dave highlighted the reason that the arkansas travelers youth foundation exists yeah that's that's literally why we created it you know i've I've had the pleasure of helping kids for 16, 17 years now on the field and getting to see Little League teams come through. And it's completely different from when I was playing baseball or, you know, you guys were playing, where you would pay your 45 bucks, you get a trucker's hat, a screen-printed T-shirt, you play on Tuesdays and Thursdays. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? And then you, the game would be on Saturday, but it was the same field that you played at on that you practiced at. A lot of times. Sure, and if yeah. you were a good team, which I was never on a good team, but if you were on a good team, maybe towards the end of the season, you'd travel to, like, Fort Smith or... Which have, was a big deal. Right, it was a huge yeah. deal. But now the entire youth baseball and softball program is completely different. It's all about this travel ball and to your... Traveling parents, teams. Traveling teams. And yeah. you have to do it year-round now. I mean, it's, you, it's all about mom and dad's
1: retirement. <laughs> I'm a lot of times, yes. I mean, that's I'm just being <laughs> honest here. Yeah.
10: Well, I will say, with the cost of some of these programs, it probably hurts their retirement. It might. I it mean, does. I know parents that are spending five, six, seven thousand dollars a year. By the time you get fees and uniforms, equipment, baseball travel expo- bats. Ba- you know how much a baseball bat is, Dave? It's oh, ridiculous. Yeah. You yeah. know how much a you know how much a, a, how a, much a mitt is? Now? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's ridiculous. I literally was, in fact, it's created a resale market because a good used baseball bat sells for two or $300. Yeah. And, I mean, a yeah. new one's $500. Yeah. Who is buying? And a kid grows. The bat doesn't.
1: And they're it, not even going to no. use it if they make the major leagues.
10: Right. right. Well, they're not yeah. going to use it I, one they're, season they're not in the use it. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to use it next year yeah. because yeah. they're going to grow three yeah. inches and yeah. it's not going to fit them anymore. Yeah. I mean, it is. We have created, and I say we because it's, it's the entire baseball industry has created this system of where if you want to be competitive, if you want to get drafted by a college, in fact, I'll tell you what's really scary, Dave. This is something that is starting to happen. Colleges. Eighth are, graders. They're now starting to recruit travel ball teams. Yeah. Do you remember, like, if you're, if you're a college coach. So we got a minor league for baseball. It's ridiculous. Or college baseball. Well, yes, but it's bypassing the high school system. that's not good. Not good at all. So let's say you're a really good uh, baseball player, but you don't have the financial means to be on one of these These expensive travel travel teams. teams. So you play high school baseball. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're a coach in the college level, at a collegiate level now, you have to recruit from not just high school teams but also these travel ball teams. They're sending scouts to these travel ball tournaments to watch those kids and they're foregoing the high school in a lot of cases.
3: Kinda of like AU basketball guy, right?
10: Mm-hmm. Kind of the same thing. Well, you if you're a coach, you're a college coach, you don't you just want the best kids. Right. Right. If you're trying you're trying to win baseball games. So you're gonna recruit kids from wherever they come from. And if the best kids are in the travel ball team, that's where you're gonna go. Right. The reason that the best kids are in the travel ball team is because A, like Dave just said, they're playing year round. Yeah. I mean they, they never stop. We just finished, in fact, one of the things that the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation does is I pick kids that can't afford that kind of stuff, and I pay for them to get winter training, right? Like, we just finished a a scholarship class. I had 10 kids. I paid all their, their tuition and fees, and I gave them equipment and everything to go through a winter training class, because if not, they would have played video games and sat on the couch. Yeah. And all these other kids who their parents can afford it, they're in practices. They're doing clinics. Yeah, all they're, over indoors. Yes. They're, they're indoors. Yes, they're
1: indoors in batting cages. And by yeah. the way, they got pitching cages too. That's where they've got a mound and a and a, a home plate, and you go in there and throw.
3: Yeah, you got you got parents literally taking loans and financing mm-hmm. their kids little league baseball. Career.
10: Right. Because they're treated like a career. Absolutely. Right? You know, it's funny when I, <laughs> I get these little kids that come through that are like 13, 14, or, or even younger, you know, 8 to 12, and they have. They're baseball they're in a you know, a Wilson jersey, mm-hmm. right? They're wearing under armor cleats, right. their their baseball oh, yeah. bags are monogrammed. Yeah. Right. I'm like, you guys don't realize it, but you're living the pro life. Yeah. yeah. You're because li- 'cause They're n- getting you used to it. They're getting you used to- none of y'all paid for your room and board, your tuition, your equipment, your training. You have top flight health care, just like the pros, yeah. and you just show up. And yeah. and honestly it's I can't knock a parent for wanting to make no, their kids successful. No, I would
1: never say it's a bad thing, except that I just think it's better if you play other sports. I as think well. we put too much
10: pressure. I on kids, I think the kid, we put though. too much pressure on the kids. We're, we're yeah. creating the system where it, you're right. When I was in high school, kids that played baseball also were on like the football team. Yeah, I or played football, everything. or they played something yeah. else in the off season,
4: right? Yeah. Like springtime yeah. was baseball, right?
1: Yeah. All right, you played in the fall. You played football. Uh, over the winter, you played basketball,
4: basketball you wrestled, mm-hmm. might,
1: yep. uh, might swim. Um,
3: spring and baseball and track, and yeah. summer was baseball. Summer was the big baseball back when, you know, you talk about it, and I just got to throw this in. You talk about all the gear and everything. Let me tell you something. Down in Lowell County, you know, I was right on Bedlam Church Road, and so we had a little baseball team down there called it from Butlerville. In a, which is a junction, the uh, highway 31 and 38, and there was a little cow pasture. The guy let us play there, and we our name was the Butlerville Buzzards. Okay, but our dugout was a two by twelve and a couple of cinder blocks. Oh, of course. Okay, yeah. and and you're right. We played the same game on the in the, the, it was uphill to first, little downhill <laughs> curve to second. When when you got to third, and then you got parallel going home, but. But I have such good memories. that, And I don't think I would have those fond of memories if the
10: pressure was on the way it is now. You I Do mean, you see that a lot? A hundred percent. We're burning kids out. We're creating this system where kids have to pay to play, and it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, it's been going on so long. Here's an interesting statistic. This is a true statistic. This year, the World Series, Dave, you may know this, the World Series, Ghost Yeah, yep. Hate me if you will. But this year... For the first time since nineteen fifty one, neither team in the uh that was playing in the World Series had a starting African American born American born player on it. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah,
1: they're all coming from the Dominican, Dominican Republic. Republic. Now, there, were, there were there like were a that. lot of
10: diversity, but you're yeah. right; they were all folks that didn't have a United and States passport. They play baseball year round. They yes. play baseball three sixty five. Yes. One, it's warmer, so you can yeah, do that. It doesn't snow. But they also, it's from an early age. That's what they do, right? And and that so those kids are great, Cuba, right. Right? because there's a ton of sandlots down there that they're all playing and having a good time. But here in America, we've created this system where the stat that just happened is what I gave you. That's,
3: That's it. There, th- there is no more Butler bills. If you go into North Little Rock or, or Little Rock in the poor communities, you're not going to get those kids on the mm-hmm. traveling teams. You're not going to get them in that situation because they simply don't have the resources to right. be there.
10: Well, and if you have a good kid, f- perfect example, we work with the Police Athletic League in North Little mm-hmm. Rock, it's a non profit league. Those kids yeah, sign Powell. up house and they it doesn't cost those kids anything to play. And that is an amazing organization. Officer Shelby Hunter does a great job He really it. does. He, he really does. He's, he's he's the man. But I'll tell you what happens. What happens is you get a good kid in that organization, they become a, you know, a superstar, right, where they're hitting home runs and whatever. It's real easy for them to overshadow the rest of the talent right. because you're dealing with such a, a, a mix of folks. That kid Pro- at right now going to get cherry picked out going to get cherry picked out and he's going to put on a travel team well guess what if somebody's going to fund him yes if it's, he can't if he can't get funded now ideally that's what the arkansas travelers youth foundation does right. is when those kids come up i want to make sure that kid can get on a good team and stay competitive right take winter lessons and become something and break that economic barrier but man it is not easy no i mean if you look at the way it's set up right now these kids that kid, that example, would really have nowhere to go. No, that's they true. They'd have nowhere to go. Because when you get to high school, you're, you're, you're so much better than everyone else. And you guys know this, steel sharpens steel, right? Like mm-hmm. You've yeah. got to be around other good players yep. to get better. Yeah. And if you're the best player in the league, you shift into neutral. Yeah,
1: if you're a great hitter, you've got to face great pitching to get better. Right. I mean, just
10: it, the
3: way it is. It, mm-hmm. it, that's, it's true in any sport. It's true in any sport. Absolutely. You know, better competition makes you get a better player.
10: Right. That's just and the And the problem is, is it used to be in high school. That's where that happened, right? And if you were a good high school player, you were on the high school – base. you made the high school baseball team. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't a good player, you didn't you make cut. high school – You got cut. Yeah. Yeah. You got cut. That's <laughs> how it used cut. to be. It used to be cut. And now what happens is, if you're a good player – you're put on one of these travel teams, and it leaves the high school teams deficient, and we're seeing a, a, a deficiency in the quality of players there. And now coaches are going to instead of high school games to watch, they're going to these tournaments. That's right. I, yeah, I can imagine.
1: And I go right back
3: there. to that parallel to AAU basketball mm-hmm. because the AAU basketball. And I mean, Coach Ripley years ago, he got it, and God bless, God rest his soul. Coach Ripley's a great man. But AAU basketball was really a good thing, but it's also a double-edged sword like you're talking about on this. And, uh, let yeah, me ask Nike you.
1: has their teams, and yeah. McDonald's has their teams. These kids are sponsored,
10: like New Balance, Under Armour. Yeah, like, all of them. They want to get their jerseys out. They want to be in the Little League World Series. They want to be in well, these It's playoffs. all about this.
3: all Absolutely. about money, right? Absolutely.
1: Okay. Speaking about money, let me okay. give you one last thing before we take our first break here. And we got Lance here for the hour. So that's, okay. that's oh, that's cool. good, because I like this. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> we can talk baseball with, with Lance. Here's, there are now consortiums of men and women who give companies money. And what the companies do is they go out and identify great athletes. And, these, and as she said, not every kid has a lot of money. So they go out and they pay for these kids to go to schools and all the rest with the understanding of a contract that is signed, that when they become pro players, that x amount of doll- percentage of whatever their earnings are comes back to this company in a spread amongst the shareholders mm-hmm. think about that one for a, a few minutes and what mm-hmm. how that will change sports oh yeah We've i have not i'm mm-hmm. i'm going to i'm going to work hard at finding uh, some of these consortiums and get a couple of people on from it and talk about it and don't they think that they're destroying
10: we're turning kids into a
1: commodity I, when we come yeah. back
3: i want to talk to you about recruiting <laughs>
1: All right, we'll come back. We'll talk hi, hi. about it. We're also going to talk about what he's doing with yeah. the Travelers. Yeah. All right, we want to do about that, too. All right, it's Dave Ellswick's show, 19 minutes after 9. Don't forget about ICU protection. I uh, had lunch with Billy Mack just the other day. Great guy, wonderful man, great Christian. He won't screw you over. His company has Nuke One. If they can take care and secure Nuke One, they can secure your home. Or your small business. It's just the bottom line. That that's the truth. The reason that I picked uh, Billy Mack is because of their pedigree. They're fantastic. And here's the other thing they're fantastic about. You know, they a lot of these uh, groups that uh, do security, they come in and put on the cameras. They put on the window sen- sensors. They put on the uh, motion detection stuff. And they they got the uh, algorithms uh, that protect you and whatnot. Well, they charge you up front before they even you find out what it's going to cost a month. You may pay four or five hundred dollars just the equipment cost alone and installation. That doesn't happen with Billy Mac. Billy Mac, all of your equipment installation, the whole nine yards, absolutely free, not a penny. All you pay is for your service, and no, their their service charges are not. Uh, exponentially higher than the other people to make up for the the equipment that's not the way billy mack does it you call him and talk to him about it you're going to be stunned at how good of a deal you're going to get 501-205-1333 is their number that's 501-205-1333 and ask to talk to billy mack the owner he'll spend the time to talk to you and tell you exactly what you're going to get that's icu protection all right so You want to talk to him here about uh, recruiting?
3: Yeah, we were talking about this in in the way it's set up now in the traveling teams. Now,
1: before I go anywhere with this, all right, Mm -hmm. let me tell you that Lance does not belong to the Arkansas Athletic Association. Right. So he can't speak with any authority, so to speak, about recruiting. I'm not even talking about the AAA. I'm talking about in little
10: leagues. Yeah. That I do know about the youth, the oh, youth yeah. sports. And that and is an area I am well versed. Do
3: you youths,
1: know about the youth? The no, I am well <laughs> versed in that. And
3: you know, we thought about recruiting in college, and, and it's trickled down to the high school levels, and, and uh it's trickled down to the high school levels and private schools got into. it. But what amazed me, especially in traveling sports in 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 little league baseball, is there's actual recruiting. Going oh, on yeah. in those things. Oh yeah, and incentives.
10: Oh, to, you it, know, so. well, the, it is. It has created this 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 program, right, where kids get poached out of teams. Yeah. You got teams that are um, that don't have the opportunity, and then they'll there are other teams that do, and just like you said, they'll want to recruit them and they'll offer them incentives and they'll help with them and help yeah. uh, as much as they can. Ultimately, it, it is about you know, getting good players, but we've created this cost barrier, yeah. right? We're now, and, and really what I'm most concerned about, and if I was to Notre Dame as something that, that I'm not happy with, is the way that, that 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids are now recruited into the college baseball. Right. right. Because what we were talking about earlier was it used to be if you were a great baseball player, you would make the high school baseball team. You would get on the high school team. And, and then they, you, would,
1: they would find you. They would find you. Talent would rise. Right.
10: But now it, it's it's where these coaches, they're sending scouts to these travel ball teams yeah. to watch these tournaments. They're going to Tulsa and Springfield and all these other places to watch these kids and then they're poaching them. And Honestly, we've created this system where you can skip high school baseball. Pretty much. That's crazy. (laughs) How can you be drafted and play college baseball and never played high school baseball? If you're really good.
1: How can you play pro ball and never played college? There's well, some yeah. of them that I never it, play
10: college. Well, especially like we were talking about earlier, the the quantity of players that come from the Dominican, yeah. and from Central America, and and that kind of area, that that does happen. I mean, Julio Rodriguez played for the Travs, now an all star dude with the Mariners, were amazing, I mean, amazing player with the Mariners. I mean, he he didn't even play any sports in america he came straight up at 18 years old and got a multi-million dollar contract right? right that happens but but that is the the antithesis of the problem that's its exasperation in its most form because what we're doing here in arkansas right like let's talk about a mile from the baseball park is that there's kids that can't get on travel ball teams there's because they can't afford it. That's and it. if you have a team of kids and they can't pay the $75 a kid or more tournament fee, the $125 or more uniform fee. The, the travel cost to get to where you're going. Oh, I didn't even get to gas and hotel yeah, and I'm food. Sad. And then you got to take mom and little sister, and they're going to shop while you're in the tournament, right? You're now in Tulsa. Well, what do you do in Tulsa except spend money? That's it. Right? right. So, I mean, it, it, it be, and now that's your vacation. Like you were gonna go to the beach. No, sweetheart, we can't go to the beach because we gotta go we're to the to diamond five. Yeah. yeah. And that becomes your vacation. <laughs> now, I as a parent, right, and I know other parents out there, we're willing to make that sacrifice for our kid, but you shouldn't have to do that. You shouldn't have to be put in a position where you have to spend six, seven thousand dollars a year to have your kid the opportunity to be looked at by a college team. That's ridiculous. And it, it, it robs the people that don't have that money. Absolutely. It robs those kids. Well, it creates an economic barrier, yeah. which creates the statistic that I gave y'all earlier about the, the World Series. That's where, exactly. You're not getting those kids.
1: Which is why what Lance does in his full-time capacity with the Travelers, right. very very
10: important. Yes. Yeah. Thanks for the segue, Dave.
4: So yeah, that's yeah. good. I'm that's good. It's like, it's like on, he's
2: right? a radio guy or Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah.
10: Well, the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation, we founded it in November of uh, – it was in 2019, but we launched it in November of 2021. So we just finished our first year. And I can tell you, the needs were great. I had seen the needs. Our staff had seen the needs. Even our, our president and, and vice president, um, Rusty, they they see – the need out there. So the need was great. And once we got our foot in the door, I had no idea the real damage that is being caused to these youth sports. Fortunately, we're combating that. I mean, in our first year alone, we gave out over $27,000 in new equipment grants. Good, right? Yeah. And that, that helps a lot of kids. We spent almost $60,000 in donations, scholarships, uh, grants to community grants to different people. Like I was telling you guys earlier about the scholarship class that just finished those 10 kids that we paid for them to have a six week training class. And we partnered with beyond sports lab, which is a great organization in North little rock. Um, in fact, they're hosting their second annual black history baseball month in February. Cool. Great, great group of guys. We have, we've partnered with them to help support these kids because if these kids aren't doing training in the winter, they're not getting any training, and their skill level stays the same, and the kids that we're talking about, the ones that can't afford it, they're pitching, they're hitting, they're in all these indoor facilities, so we were able to sponsor kids, which was an amazing thing we are able to do, and and help that out. We've also done a bunch of these free clinics. You know, we, we had several free clinics, and we partnered with junior deputy, uh, even the Memphis Grizzlies. We had a co-op where you get an hour of Basketball from the Grizzlies team, and then an hour from the Arkansas Travelers professional baseball team. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. You know, you yeah. and and I'll tell you, we had 184 kids in that clinic. There was at least 80 of them that had never picked up a bat. Really, I mean, I had 12, 13, 14 year old kids that just, I mean, it, it looked like it was completely foreign to them to hold Stand, a bat. standing up at. Right-handed
1: batter holding the bat like they're a left-handed hitter? Oh, even worse. I mean, I'm talking
7: – it was
10: like they were playing croquet out there.
1: All right, hold on. we got more to talk about. We're going to talk about the rest of this with Lance. It's a great story, and I want you to know what the Travelers are doing in your uh, community. Let's see, get a break in, then we'll come back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so Lance is here talking about the RSL Travelers Youth Foundation, and they did a lot of great things in 2022. How much – how much help do you get from, like, Wilson and, and Spaulding and people like that?
10: Are are they interested in giving back to the communities? Yeah. I'm I'm getting more and more support as they find out about it. We had um, some great support from Franklin Sports through mm-hmm. MLB. Uh, they have a program called Playball, which is an MLB initiative, and it's it's a – nationwide initiative all minor league teams participate in it and what mlb will do is they'll give a little bit of money a couple thousand bucks and then they'll give us these practice bats which are franklin uh bats that they're used for like either indoor or backyard use you know if you're a kid and you want to practice batting you need a big space or a batting kit well these bats these practice bats they're meant to mimic the size and shape of a real bat so you can practice indoors or you can practice in a small area so i do get some support I would love more. You need to get with that uh, company now that's
1: doing uh, virtual uh, baseball mm-hmm. that they're putting they're putting they're using it with professional players, and you're putting that thing that you put over your eyes, the oculus thing Yeah, yeah. the oculus, mm-hmm. and they give you yeah. a baseball bat, and you're literally- mm-hmm. it looks like In you're f- facing pitchers, yeah uh, and
10: uh, it's evidently it's very, very successful. Oh, it's great. But it also brings up the question of how much does that cost, yeah. right? Plus, I mean, so you just get a couple of them, and yeah. then you let the kids kind of rotate through them. Right, right. And, and you know, honestly, with, with all the entry barriers, I think technology is one of the solutions that we're going to be able I to agree. do to help these kids. Stuff like that, getting access to those kind of facilities is really what the Youth Foundation is about. And if we can give kids, all kids, the opportunity to get in that kind of simulator or to get in a batting cages it opens up the door for more kids speaking of mm-hmm. i used to thought
1: think that you hit the the jackpot when you were in college and they had a jugs machine yeah you know look like a jugs machine very simply looks like two tires right on a stand uh-huh. yeah. and that they feed balls down through, and it could throw fastballs at you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you can make it throw a curve by s- slowing one tire down on the other one and things of that nature. But now it's gotten high-tech. Oh, yeah. And you, you sir, you, <laughs> sir,
10: have what the major league players have over for these kids. Right, right. Well, thank you for saying that. Yeah, what the... Um... The Mariners, you know, we're the Arkansas Travelers are a Mariners affiliate. What they use is this machine called a Hack Attack. Very, very expensive Hack machine. Attack. Hack Attack, but it's a tri-axis machine, right? So it's got three wheels. Which means not only can it throw curveballs and sliders, it can you crank it up. It'll throw a ninety mile an hour fastball. It is literally a professional machine. And so, what the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation just did, um, in fact, it should be delivered Friday or maybe even tomorrow, depending on what UPS you believe, is we ordered <laughs> we uh, we ordered one of these brand new machines for Philander Smith. You know, Philander Smith College has a brand new baseball program. They actually had a baseball program for for decades, right? And have graduated major league players out of the Flanders-Smith baseball That's program. That's cool. But for the last 30 years, it they haven't had the, the resources to field it. Well, it's back. And there's a new Southern kind of golf conference that they're going to be participating in. And I met their head coach, Noah Suarez, great guy. And, you know, I'm asking him as a youth foundation, what can we do to help, right? And he's naming this stuff. And and he's like, yeah, we really don't have any kind of pitching machine or anything like that. I'm like, wait a minute, you don't have a pitching machine? You're a college, collegiate-level baseball team, and yeah, you, you don't? Yeah, you got to uh, have a pitching you machine. you got to have yeah. – I mean, what are you doing out there, blowing your rotator cuff out, coach? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, so we, we worked with them, and the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation purchased – Brand new machine and the accessories, ball feeders, and all this other stuff for Philander Smith College. And we're when it comes in, I'm going to give it to him next. I'm going to test it, make sure it works, right? Of course, <laughs> hook it up. You going to stand like, oh, up at the whole plate, and see if you yeah. can hit it. Right? Ninety mile an hour fastballs? Yeah. No, Dave. Not, not a chance. But I will. I, we're going to donate it them, and that's something that the Youth Foundation can do to help that program with hope, right? Lord willing, that program will be a a feather in the cap of Little Rock. It'll be a feather in the cap of you know, baseball here in central Arkansas. They're going to go play in the – they they call it a a World Series, but it's going to be played at Hank Aaron Stadium in May with other collegiate teams. I hope they do really well, right? Represent Arkansas, show you're doing good. And and now they're going to have the resources to do that. They're going to have this super expensive pitching machine. So where are they going to play at? Over Philander F- uh, Smith. They have a field. In fact, oh, they, they they have have here field? in Little Rock, they've appropriated some, some field, and it's actually not bad. It's, it's size-wise what they're looking for. Um, I mean, I would say any field that doesn't have a professional maintenance crew, like oh, the you track, you've got you to have it. So it, it's always in, in, in a problem. But they have 41 players. Uh, no, wait, I'm sorry. Yeah, 41 players. They're going to be playing in 25 or 30 games oh, uh, cool. collegiate level. 41 games. players. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. About it. Maybe 25 players in 41 games. Actually, you no, know, I think that's right. 25 players in 41 oh, games. even 25 sorry. players is yeah. a great team. I mean, especially for a brand new program. Yeah. Brand yeah. new, fresh out-of-the-gate program that has never been in existence since the last 30 years. Now they have an opportunity to be competitive again. We do a lot of baseball donations. Uh, we've donated to a lot of, like, youth organizations. I mentioned the Beyond Sports Lab guys. There's another guy, Rocktown Sports in North Little Rock. Yeah, here. Rocktown, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you know Kelvin, but he, he does yeah. a great job with those kids out there, and we've helped them out with some, some donations and, and other groups. I mean, Arkansas Baptist University, yeah. uh, we've helped, and that's just the beginning. I've also been talking to a lot of colleges about creating scholarship programs, my goal would be like now. Here's here's the here's the dream, right? The dream is is that we have a youth kid, and from the earliest ages, the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation is supporting that kid. We're helping him with equipment grants, making sure that he has gloves and bats, and or her softball. Don't get me wrong, I have girls, so this is softball too. Yeah, whatever. Then they move up the league. We're paying their tournament fees. We're helping them with with grants when we can. They get into high school, and mind you, I'm trying to break the the system of travel ball is recruiting. So they go into high school, right, and we we help them with their high school. You know, high school is pay-to-play now too. There is cost Mm. involved, even if you're a high school athlete, travel expenses, field trip fees, stuff like that. Plus, a lot of the gear is on you to provide. Absolutely. Then they get to college. I want to make sure the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation gives them a scholarship. And pays their tuition. That's great. And then they graduate with a degree in sports management from ASU or something else. And guess where they're going to want to work? Here in Arkansas. And we can keep that talent local. And we can create a a sports environment that fosters that where youth have no barriers. And anyone who wants to be. And you know what? I'm, I'm the perfect example of someone who is horrible at baseball. Right? Like, I have no skills. But you love it. But I love it. And so being able to be involved on this side of it is incredibly rewarding. And guess what? At the Arkansas Travelers, our office is full of people, guys and girls, who love sports, are not Major League Baseball players, right? But still contributing to professional baseball in a major way. And changing the game and, and contributing make, to the economy. Here. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the Arkansas Travel is a huge economic driver mm-hmm. for the city of North Little Rock. We may, we bring millions and millions of dollars uh, into that city. I think when they when they did the bridge, the Arkansas Highway mm-hmm. Transportation Department did an economic development survey, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was in in the, in the multiple digits of millions of dollars that economic revenue is driven to the city of North Little Rock because of the Travs and. We're contributing to that with our fans, but we're also, through the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation, building that future. Right. Because that stat I gave y'all about the World Series earlier should freak everyone out. Yeah, right? I agree. And, and, it, and it should mean that the future of baseball – and if you're a baseball fan, right, you're a baseball fan, you want the best people playing baseball on the best teams that's most competitive. So what
1: do they do, what, what's happening with the African-American community? Is it basketball that they're going to?
10: Or Well, I think that – I mean there's a lot of factors. Football. Yeah, and and it's it's more about it's the money economics. It? Yeah, yeah, it's it's, money. it's it's really about the money, right? And it doesn't just affect one specific demographic. I mean, this is across the board. When we do these sponsorships, it's it's people who can't afford it, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, parents of all races that, you know, can't afford 7 or That's more what thousand we were about, dollars, about Much money, right? right? And especially if you look at these rural communities, um I mean I was met with the Haskell baseball board last weekend and talked to them about their field. They got, you know, 120 plus kids that cycle through that program and they're playing on sandlots. Like, I mean, you look at the, those dads are doing the best they can with but their mowers right. and full wheelers to like make that field, but I mean, there's still holes out there. Kid can still roll an ankle. You know what I mean? Like they're doing the best they can. Look at
3: Pine Bluff in the past and that was baseball city. Mm-hmm. In youth youth baseball and, and in high school baseball, but because of the what you the way things have evolved the way you describe them that's really hurt baseball in Pine Bluff. Absolutely, and uh, and and I think sitting coach Sanford over at North Luray we'll mm-hmm. talk about this, and you see it in those communities that you have fabulous uh, athletes in those communities that don't get the chance. Because of the money, it all boils mm-hmm. down to money, right? So, right. what you're trying to do is to, is to to reverse that pattern and give those kids those opportunities. Is absolutely.
4: that absolutely? Right?
10: Absolutely, no. That that you literally hit the nail on the head. I mean, and. That's not the only problem we're dealing with. I mean, our entire society and kids in general are trending in the wrong direction, oh, right? we All got right. childhood obesity, on. screen we're time. Bring this at. up after the break. Right. <laughs>
1: yeah, That's a whole man.
4: other I conversation. i got
1: a whole break that i got to get in here. And let's uh, send it over to Aaron for that. Don't forget, coming up in the next hour, Jeff Hayes is going to be on talking about the documentary about uh, Dr. Fauci that you'll want to hear about and where can you see it. And then Rose Mims is going to join us uh, from Arkansas Right to Life about the uh, 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 breakfast that has been added uh, for being able to hear Catherine Davis over at the Agape Church Family Life Center, and we'll talk about that as well here on the Dave Ellswick Show. If you're easily offended,
10: turn your your dial now. Oh, you said off. I said turn it up. Turn
1: your (laughs) dial because, look, this whole – Philosophy that if you're fat, there's nothing wrong with it, is a lie. It's a lie. It leads to it leads to diabetes. It leads to heart uh, failure. It leads to a whole lot of things. So if you're fat, you need to be told that you're fat and that you're not just pleasantly plump with, and other things. Or being uh, being told that if you say somebody's fat, uh, oh God help you, you're such a bad person. So, now, you right. guys are probably wondering Let how we got
3: on this subject, right? Well, that comes the, to what
1: we're the, going to talk about in our sports. Yeah. Yeah. We're,
3: not, we're not going to talk about
10: how much I weigh, though. Right.
3: right? Okay.
1: Present <laughs>
10: company next good. But, no,
4: I'm
2: sitting over here talking like,
4: about I,
1: I got a few too many chili <laughs> donuts. Shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmy.
10: But I will say, it, it's we're, we're damaging these kids. This the use yes, of that, are. Because of screen time has created yeah a obesity and childhood diabetes epidemic in our country. We, all of our children... Are on a bad path. They're on an unhealthy path, and there's a lot of solutions to the symptoms. You know, giving them medication or or other things, but you're not treating the real problem. And the real problem is, is that kids need to get outside and play ball. And And
1: it's 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 you know, it's hand to mouth disease.
10: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just you, – we're feeding it up to them. Yeah. You know, the the CDC recommends – I mentioned this earlier – that if you're under the age of five, you get zero hours of screen time. Zero. Then if you're five to 12, they say two hours is max. Well, you know what the average is? Is six, right? And that's the average. There's lots of kids out there that are getting more than six hours a day of screen time. And it's destroying their bodies. It's destroying their eyes, and it's destroying their mental psyche. You need to get outside, have socialization, play in team sports to understand how to socialize with people and how to be a productive member of society. And there's, there's a lot of problems we can, you know, outline, but the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation is committed to helping kids get outside and play ball. We want to combat these in the most healthy way we know how, and obviously I'm biased because we're baseball, right? I want to play baseball. But any sport, basketball, soccer, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're playing ice hockey. I don't care. As long as you're doing something that's physical, yeah. that gets your heart rate up, get you involved with team sports. Plus, science and many studies have shown that that social interaction, you know, dealing with other kids, having to to follow rules, to follow a coach, that is not only character building, but it sets that youth up for the rest of their life. They're going to have the social skills to be able to deal with other situations.
1: I'll tell you what else is good for a kid. To find out that they're not the best, that there's other people that are better than them and that they need to maybe... Practice harder or try harder or whatever, and to, to be told, hey, here's the, here's the starting lineup and you're not in it, that typically has an effect on a kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, and it's not a bad effect. You should feel bad oh, about man, not it's being in this target. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah,
10: and, we're, and, and, and that kid, rather than, than making that something that's toxic and saying, hey, you know, you're not good enough, we have to spend that and say, let's get
1: better. But there's Let's nothing wrong with being a little now. toxic. I'm just saying it. All right.
3: Well, we're soft. I mean, it's, it's not just about the obesity, right? When you spend that much time on screen time, it's not, you know, you're not going to burn any calories, but it's not just about obesity. It's, it's the fact that you're not going to develop skeletal muscle. You're not going to develop, and this is where I get real geeky. I'm saying bone density, mm-hmm. enlargement of bone and mm-hmm. stuff. The only way you do that is to get out and be active. Right. And when you spend all that time on screen time, it's not just a matter of being a little overweight, you're just you're just
0: soft.
10: Well, and I guarantee you there's a lot of people listening right now that when in their youth they played sports, they mm-hmm. were active, they they did things and that set them up so that now in their fifties and sixties, they are healthier. They have they're not having the same problems. But now look at the generation that spent those same years Indoors, not being active, not being healthy, it's, it's shortening their lifespans. I don't know if you guys saw the statistic, but for the first time in a long time, the average life expectancy for Americans dropped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, is that because medical care got worse? No. Uh,
1: no. no. Look, in my, in my family, mm-hmm, and this goes for my grandkids, they come to visit me. We're always going to go outside and play. That's just mm-hmm. something that we do. And if I, and I've and i got a couple of grandkids that they want to stay on the games or whatever. And it doesn't work with, with granddad. doesn't no. work with pop. I grab them by the ear and take them outside. And I just tell them, look, if I can get out and I've had a five-way bypass and I don't have any toes on my right foot, and I can outrun you,
10: there's a problem. There's a problem. Uphill in the snow both ways.
3: But it boils down to parents, too, because yeah. what you got to do is you got to say, look, get your butt up, get right. outside. And I was telling you during the break, you know, I want kids to get involved in things that interest them. And if it's not sports, that's fine. But the way I did, I said, look, I, I don't care what you do. But you're going to get outside. You're going to do physical exercise. You're going to do that just simply because it's good for you. didn't ask. And here's the I'm not asking you whether you want to do it or not. I'm not even giving you an option. Come on. Right. You're going to yeah. do it,
1: and I'm going to do it beside you. right.
10: Yeah. And let's make it fun. Yeah. That's, and that's, 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 where that's where I to right. make. You know, I do think that we, we do have a parenting crisis in our nation, right? A lot of these problems that we see are caused by parenting um, issues, and, and I think that a lot of parents are – you know, l- more focused about themselves than than the kids. Hey,
1: Jimmy, we just went back to Catherine Davis.
10: Oh, we did. That's right. That's <laughs> right. We did.
1: talked,
3: we about, talked this. about the brilliant lady, brilliant lady that I am so fortunate to hear this morning. But you just said, well, what happens is we get in the in the lazy mode. It's so easy to throw a kid a video game now and said, here, here, occupy yourself. So I don't have to deal with Mhm. Okay. Well, my job is
10: to deal with my right. children. If you have a child. You, your responsibility is to raise that child, yeah I, at some point, we lost that thought in our, our nation and, and it's created a lot of problems and For me, where the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation can come in is solving the, the problems firsthand. We can find youth that need guidance, they need access, they need resources, they need funding, and we can provide that so short term, I can solve that problem now long term. We got a big problem, you yeah. know. We, we've got a lot to deal with, but you I think eat, you
1: don't eat an elephant in one bite, right? No, a no bunch of I, small I, bites, and you're <laughs> one of the small bites, brother. That's chomp, chomp, chomp. good.
3: I, I'm so glad that I got to meet you today because with this program you're doing, everything just sounds phenomenal. We that's what we need. That's what we need in the, in the, in the youth areas and stuff, especially with those poor kids, right? Real well, quick,
1: let me just say about Lance. Lance loves this community. And you know why he loves you? Because he loves the Lord, all right? And yeah. he understands that he wants to do good things within his community, and he does. And the Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation is just one of the ways that he works that out in his life. And you're to be commended about your first year. You're going to have a better second year. Now, if somebody wants to be part of this, let's say some business owners are listening, and, and they said, well, I wouldn't mind you know, donating towards that, what do they do, Lance?
10: Well, you can go to Travs.com. The Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation is a tab under the community. We have a donation tab there. I am always looking for donations, personal, private, corporate partnerships. You know, we have lots of sponsorships available for corporate partners where they can get annual. And I also need volunteers. I need dads who can throw pitch and, you know, moms who can help decorate. And I also need applications for grants. If you know a kid that's in need, if you know an organization, contact me. On our website, we have a grant application and assistance request form. Fill that out. Let me know about it. We're going to solve problems and change lives.
1: Just so You know, travelers are, are uh, very much impacting on our community. And through the travelers, it is the Seattle Mariners that are having an impact here yeah, love in, those in our landlocked state. With that said, <laughs> let's take a break. We've got another hour still to go. All right. Final hour. Dave Ellswick Show. It's been a good show today. Man, if you haven't been along for the ride since 7 o'clock, you've missed a lot of stuff. Go back, watch it. Uh, you can do it on my Facebook page. Just go to uh, Facebook slash Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, we put it up all the time. Where else do we put this at, uh, Aaron? Do you stick it up on the station website or whatever?
10: Yeah, I try to put it up on the uh, our Facebook page on uh, the
2: uh, 101.1 answer page every okay. day. Okay,
1: Go look at it. Go listen. You can catch up with anything that you missed. and. Today, uh, I mean, we've covered a lot of uh, a lot of ground, and uh, you've missed stuff if you didn't listen to the whole show. Just like, uh, don't go away. You don't want to leave right now. I got Jeff Hayes coming on. He's done a documentary on Doctor Fauci, and uh, you know he's one of my favorite guys to throw darts at. Just so so you know, (laughs) greatest con man, right? Greatest greatest con man, not only a con man, but the man has. Uh, you know, he's the high, he was the highest paid governmental yeah. official uh, in uh, in the United States uh, until he re- finally retired. And I, I used to love listening to Rand Paul get into talks with him and, and just attack him, and, and he needed attacking. Well, Jeff Hayes has put together this documentary. How would you like to be able to see it? He'll tell you how you can do that. Jeff, how are you today?
11: I'm doing just perfect. Thank you for having me.
1: Now, I'm glad you had you you, you came on because I'm going to tell you what I'm not a I'm not, you probably know this already if you talk to Dave Modell. Uh The bottom line is is that I'm not a Fauci fan in any way, shape, or form. He changed everything that he said three or four times during uh, COVID, and he lied to the American people. And he's been making money off of uh, COVID. I I I honestly believe. He's probably one of the reasons the Chinese uh, was over there weaponizing uh, COVID.
11: Yeah, I think that the evidence on that, uh, some of it is, is already out. I think the evidence on that, and, and it's in the film, but the evidence is just going greater, and, and he's finally going to be account- accountable for what he did. But it went back way farther than COVID, Um is you know th- this film is the documentary of Bobby Kennedy Jr's book The Real Anthony Fauci wow that book that book was a publishing phenomenon uh, last year it sold a million copies 17 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list and still to this day there's not been one major media review of the book they did everything they could to suppress the book, and they did everything they could to suppress the film that we made of it. So
1: when did you get involved with making this documentary?
11: It, so it, at the December of 2021, I read the book, and I've known Bobby for years. Uh, you know, Bobby was liberal royalty. Yeah. It, you know, they they loved him. He was an environmental lawyer. He cleaned up the Hudson Valley. Uh, he used to write an opinion piece twice a year for the New York Times, like clockwork, friends with Ariana Huffington, who was always in the Huffington Post. After he took this stance, man, they have made him a pariah, a persona non grata, and he has just handled it with dignity. There's over 2,700 references in this book. You know, he could easily be sued. Of course, no one sued him. And he tells the whole Fauci story. But it's a, you know, it's a difficult book to read, 600 pages. And so that's why we knew it had to be a film, is to make it digestible and and a format where people can see it. And we've got it up for free.
1: Okay, so before I tell everybody where to go see it, how did you make it digestible? What did you do to make this uh, into something that as people start watching it, it it wasn't a dry you know uh, college level class on uh, you know what uh, the CDC was doing or whatever. It was about an individual, a personality, and what he was doing.
11: Yeah, the the, the, the book reads like a novel, uh, and what's great is Fauci has been such a, uh, for his entire career uh, has enjoyed the media spotlight. So we had lots of footage available for his whole career. He really started in 1984 when he took over the NIAID department, the Infectious Disease Department at the NIH. It was a dinky little department, didn't have a big budget. That was the year he wrestled control of the AIDS virus for his department. And it was important to him, he built a $1.7 billion budget and the reason that he, you know, was the highest paid, you know, you say he's the highest paid government official. You think about it, that's out of 4 million employees. Yes. makes Make more than Supreme Court justices or the president, all of them. But the reason why was because he had two budgets. He was funded $1.7 billion by the NIH, but he also got $2.2 billion from the Department of Defense. And... You, you, know, want, you know, the Department of Defense, their involvement in these viruses is is huge. It's big money, uh, and it is without oversight and against the will of the public and, and the president.
1: All right. So, Jeff, where can people see this at?
11: They, we put it up on Rumble till the end of this month so they, they can go there. The easiest way is to just type Fauci Revealed dot com. And that'll take them right to the film. We really I don't want to call it an enjoyable film because it's such a, 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 a big and, and frightening topic. But we really did a good job on it. I'm, I'm excited for people to see it. And then we're asking them to share it. If it wasn't for shows like this, I would you know, I can't buy ads anywhere. You know, it's, it's totally being shut down. You won't see it on YouTube. You know, we can't even load a clip on YouTube of this. So FauciRevealed dot com.
1: Okay, FauciRevealed dot com. Make sure you do that today. Don't don't wait, because you never know when they're going to tear something down and say you can't even put it on the internet. Uh, you need to go to it and see it today and uh, and learn about this. How long does it run?
11: So it's in four parts, and and so. Uh the the four parts total about three hours and 20 minutes. So it, it's quite long, but any part is almost its own movie. The first part's about COVID. The second part's about AIDS. Um, and then the third part gets into Bill Gates and and that partnership. And the fourth part is about what's coming next.
1: Oh, well, give us a little taste. I don't to let you be the, the, the neighborhood drug dealer here now. Uh, yeah. Give us a little taste of what the future holds for Fauci.
11: Well, it's easy to you know. Right now, there's there's three state attorney generals that I'm aware of that have active investigations going on. It's hard for the Department of Justice to investigate him because he's a government employee. It's possible they could be forced to defend him, and so there Mm -hmm. is conflict. But we've got some state attorney generals who feel like citizens of their state have been damaged by his actions and his policies, and the chickens are coming home to roost.
1: Okay. Can you go to this FauciRevealed.com? Can you download it, put it on your computer so that if by chance here in the future something happens, that it ha- it disappears, you can you'll still have a copy of it?
11: No, they can buy it and okay. download it, and that's that. we're putting it up for free. And fortunately for me, enough people liked it enough to buy it that we've actually covered our cost of production, which were substantial. So we've gotten great support from from people that have seen the film.
1: Well, what about you? I mean, we've talked about the writer of the book. We've talked about, uh, you know, the, the, the media protects Fauci. What about you? Have you got a big bullseye on your back?
11: I sure hope not. The good thing about standing next to Bobby Kennedy Jr. in this process is he's such a lightning rod. You know, the more popular I get, then he takes the bullets. I hope it stays like that. I, I do refer to this as my career-ending film. <laughs> you know, let's face it. I, I, you know, I, it, I don't think I'll ever have another film at a film festival. There's, it's, it's not a popular topic, but man, it needed to be done.
1: All right, we need to take a break. I need to pay some bills. We'll come back. Let's uh, talk some more, Jeff, about uh, this uh, particular film. com is where you need to go on the Internet so you can view this. And uh, we'll find out what uh, Jeff feels are some of the most damning things uh, that came out about uh, this documentary. We've got 16 minutes after 10. Don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, my good buddy Eric Coleman everybody loves Dave Ellswick's new piece of jewelry that he wears I, I've, I've tell, told you the story on the air I wanted a, a unique piece of jewelry for Christmas and so I thought well let's do something that encapsulates our belief system my wife and my my belief uh, system and so I took the star of David because as I, I I'm going to whisper Jesus was a Jew uh i don't want you to get upset but you know he was a jew and so i took a star of david and uh paul tells us and one of the disciples tells us that uh or writers of the bible tells us that uh, if you're uh, a gentile but you've been saved uh, by the work of christ that you've now been grafted into divine divine of course is judaism because that is the religion that god started all right he started it with moses so you know that it's it's there. And uh, so I got Star David, but in the middle of my Star David is the cross. Because Jesus finished the work of Judaism by being the ultimate sacrifice. And so that encapsulates the whole view that I, I have about uh, my religious beliefs. And uh, I had that made by Eric Coleman over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. I sat down with him. We went over it. I was going to put an Ichthus at first, that's the sign of the fish, uh, with over top the middle of the Star David, and he thought it would be too busy. And I agreed with him when I started looking at it. We laid it out and did some things. Uh, And uh, then I said, well, what about a cross right here, right in the middle? That's a hole right there. Let's put a cross right there. And he did, and then on the cross beam, he put two small pieces of ruby on the on the uh, the or on the horizontal, two on the vertical, you put one at the bottom uh, to replicate where his hands were, you know, nailed to the cross, and his feet were nailed to the cross, and uh, it encapsulated everything that I wanted, and people love it. Now, maybe you don't want what I got, but you want something else. Well, you get with Eric Coleman because he is a unique creator. He's a artisan. He can make whatever you want. But you got to go buy Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Visit him at 3000 Cavanaugh here in Little Rock. He's in Suite E. He's open Monday through Saturday from 10 to 6. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Um. All right, so well, Jeff Hayes is on with us. He has produced a documentary on uh, Anthony Fauci. And Fauci, it's called Fauci Revealed. You can see it for free now uh, at this time. FauciRevealed.com com. Now, it's not going to be free forever. How long does this run for, uh, Jeff?
11: Just for uh, a few more days till the end of January.
1: All right. So uh, if you want to see this, take the time out to go watch it, or better yet, uh, I'm sure you can buy it on DVD or you can buy it on a stick, you know, just to download it in your computer and watch it at your convenience. And, uh, you know, support Jeff. I mean, uh Jeff took the time to make this he deserves to to uh, benefit from it uh, as well and uh, i i hope that you'll do that i'll add this to my uh, uh my library so that i i have it i'm going to watch it uh, here earlier before that but you know you t- you bought you you got involved in something that you had to know could could be uh you know nasty for you congratulations on having the intestinal fortitude to do that, Jeff.
11: It it took some time. I, I, I loved hearing you describe the, the ring you designed. I actually did a series uh, a couple of years ago called Christ Revealed that Governor Huckabee was in. We went to Israel and filmed experts there in Israel. And, and that series, I used to spend $100,000 a month on Facebook advertising it and Facebook won't take a dollar from me, even for Christ Revealed. I'm completely barred from buying ads for anything I've ever produced because we did this film.
1: Okay. So if really I want if I point. want Christ Revealed, where do I go to get that? I
11: didn't even know about this. Yeah, that, and uh, I, I think we still have the site up, ChristRevealed.com. okay com.
1: Okay, but, I, I won't,
11: but I won't it is, it. hearing you share your faith there, I was. I was uh, uh, Delay, But and, you know, that's how bad the suppression of this is, that the fact that I did this Fauci film, I can't even buy ads for my other films uh, from Google, from, uh, you know, of course, we're barred from YouTube, and, and every, every place they can take it down, they've taken it down. It's important for people to see this film.
4: Well,
1: they've been lied to. I mean, Rand Paul has taken a beating because he uh, takes on Anthony Fauci and and calls him out for what he is and the media protects the guy
11: yeah it it's 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 all turning the 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 evidence is overwhelming At at the beginning of the film we show clips from something called event 201 this was a tabletop game that was was played out six weeks before the covid virus was ever even heard of and they mocked up you know what the response was going to be. They talked about how they handle the vaxxers how they're going to handle publicity. There was public health officials. There were people from the press, the New York Times, and there was a host from the CIA. What is the CIA doing at a public health tabletop war game? They they had fake news reports since they played. They mocked this whole thing up, and we have all the footage of it, and you can see them lay out the COVID playbook. Six weeks before any of us had ever heard the word COVID or coronavirus,
1: you know this is not an anomaly. This has happened before. I remember reading a story back in the uh, uh, the late '40s, early '50s, where uh, the CDC, well, not the CDC, but somebody like them in the in the government went in and sprayed the flu virus in the San Francisco subways to see how it uh, multiplied and how it spread because they couldn't just go out and and do it they did it uh you know covertly like uh with the the CIA and 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 it's a sad thing that we can't trust some of our most uh, important governmental agencies isn't that true
11: oh this the our bioweapons program uh came really from Japan and after World War II in the 40s, we imported the scientists instead of putting them on trial. These guys did atrocities that you can't imagine infecting Korean prisoners over and over. We imported those science and started a bioweapons program in the United States. In 1969, Richard Nixon uh, declared it illegal, and it was because the bioweapons had gotten to the stage where they were as effective as nuclear weapons and it's the poor man's nuclear weapon and he didn't want other countries to have this capability so it the work didn't stop even though it was made illegal by nixon it continued and then you had uh, president obama's you know made it illegal to do gain of function research so they started taking the budget from fauci started directing it to the eco health alliance And this is how we funded not only the lab in Wuhan, but 40 labs in Georgia and the Ukraine. And, you know, when Russia found these labs in the Ukraine, they said, hey, here's bioweapons labs doing research for the United States. You know, we responded, no, 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 we're doing vaccine research. Why in the world would we be doing vaccine research in the Ukraine? Why not, you know, in in Little Rock, why not at Texas Tech? You know, uh, in Lubbock, why? You know, why not uh, at University of Chapel Hill? You know, places that actually do this research. Instead, we're funding foreign agents to do this research that's illegal in the U.S.
1: Yeah, because we didn't want to have the stand break out uh, from Stephen King right here in our own homeland. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, FauciRevealed dot be sure to look at uh, th- this uh, uh, documentary, and also don't forget the, the Jesus Christ Revealed. You might want to look that one up as well. We're out of time, Jeff, but thank you very much, and we appreciate your time, and we appreciate your efforts.
11: Dave, thank you for having me.
1: We'll talk to you later. All right, Jeff Hayes here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Great, great segment there. Uh, you know, I I trust my government to an extent. I wouldn't even go to an extent. To a to an extent. I, I, I trust them. I understand why you might need a bioweapons program. But when you go back, that, that was when Richard Nixon was president, early 70s, and they knew how dangerous it was. Uh, it was time to put on the brakes. Just, oh, yeah. 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 Just saying. But there's a lot of, uh, lot of money. A lot of evil. A lot of evil. A lot of money. Yeah and you know you use money wrong it's the root of all evil yeah. so anyway yeah. that that's the way it works so uh, my thanks to Jeff Hayes for coming I on that was enlightening we good yeah yeah that's what my show is all about all right let's uh let's get to uh, the the news at the bottom of the hour and then when we come back Rose Mims from Right to Life is going to join us Arkansas Right to Life and uh, Catherine Davis you heard her interview earlier on in the show uh they've got a breakfast for her here in Little Rock. I'll tell you where and when it's going to be. All right, back with you uh if you were with us at about 8:05 uh, this morning, I had a great guest on. I was excited because I know who she was. Uh Catherine Davis. Uh and she's got the uh she's the founder of the Restoration Project of Atlanta, and I've heard her speak before, and uh, I can tell you this much uh, she hits a home run every time she speaks, because you know why. She uh, for you in the left, you probably won't want to hear this, but she speaks the truth, and uh, the left typically is not involved with the truth. They're involved with, you know, uh, wokeness and all the rest of that crap, and that kind of stuff is tearing our country down. And Catherine Davis is trying to do everything she can uh, with her organization to. Uh, you know, protect our country. And she'll tell you all about Planned Parenthood. She'll tell you how, you know, Margaret Sanger and and Planned Parenthood, uh, they identified and targeted the black community a long, long time ago. They really did. Well, Catherine Davis is coming in uh, to uh, Arkansas on February 2nd, uh, and she's going to be in a couple of places speaking. I told you about where she was going to be in Pine Bluff, at 11:30 30 uh, in the morning well let me tell you she's going to be somewhere else earlier than that and you that are right here in uh, little rock and the surrounding environs can hear this woman talk and enjoy a little bit of breakfast and that's uh, going to be over at the agape church family life center which is a great place at 701 napa valley drive rose Mims from arkansas right to life who bringing in katherine davis is with us hello rose how are you
9: I'm good, Dave. Thanks for having me.
1: Did you hear Did you hear her interview?
9: I did. It was awesome. She
1: hit it out of the park, didn't she?
9: She did, and that's why it was so important for Arkansas Right to Life to bring her in. And actually, this is a pastor's event that we're inviting local pastors to come in to hear, Catherine, and, and really any church leaders, because we know to save moms and babies in Arkansas, we need to get pastors involved now more than ever you know that abortion is illegal in arkansas the church community has got to step up
1: yeah absolutely you know they think they are they're off. some of them think they're off the hook now and they're not they're more on the hook now than they've ever been
9: they are and catherine has the tools and the you know, the uh, inspiration to show them exactly what they can do and how they can do it. She's bringing lots of materials for them to take back with them. And so it's really important that we get this message out to pastors and church leaders to come to this uh, event in Little Rock at 730. at the. It's actually going to be in the youth auditorium, not the Family Life Center there to go. And also that's 730, and also then the one in Pine Bluff is a luncheon at the church down there, but um, it's so important that pastors, you know, be encouraged to do what they've always, or what they should have been doing all along, and that is supporting uh, these mothers and the fathers of these uh, babies that, you know, not to choose abortion, to choose life, and to, to, to um, strengthen the family. You know, that's that is the building block, the nuclear family, like you talked about this morning on the program with Catherine. You know, that's that's what uh, is the history of our country and really the future of our country is the family.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about the future of the United States of America. We really are. If 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 we continue to see the disintegration of the American family, we will continue to see the disintegration of our own cultures and our own our own country right here uh, between our borders.
9: Right. It's important that pastors register for this event, so we do know, you know how much food to have. But and if they can't attend, I know a lot of pastors, you know, at small churches and work and, you know, have another job outside of their ministry. But if they have somebody in their church that would like to come to represent the church and to pick up materials and to you know, to get the information, you know, they're welcome to come. We just need them to register. They can call the office, 501-663-4237, or go on. Uh, if they have a flyer, you know, just uh, use the UR code to, to go right to the website to to register.
1: Yeah, it's not on the weekend. It is on a Thursday. Is that correct?
9: Yeah, it's Thursday, February 2nd, and it's, uh, you know, early morning. We're trying to get, you know— early in, here in Little Rock, and then we'll go into Pine Bluff for lunch, and Catherine's going to be here um, just for that one day. She leaves early on Friday, but we, we want to maximize her time here, and that's why we're going to Pine Bluff after Little Rock to talk to as many people as we can talk to.
1: Well, I am really impressed that you brought her in and or bringing her in, and it's important that people come out and and hear her speak because... Uh, she's a busy, busy woman. I mean, really busy.
9: She is, and the impact that she can, or the, the knowledge that she can bring about the impact on the African-American uh, community and culture is is just extraordinary because she, she is part of that community, and she knows the toll that it's taken. And, you know, we brought her in specifically in February for Black History Month because the rate we're going killing black babies in our country, there's not much of a future and a history left for them.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that as well, and she'll talk about that and why we believe that way. Uh, She'll she'll come up. You know, I mentioned to her in the interview that there are more abortions of black women in New York City than live births now, and she said, "Dave, it's like that in a lot of the major cities."
9: Yes, it is. That's really sad. Uh, you know, we were seeing uh, more black abortions than, than, our, than white women some, in some years here in Arkansas, and they're, they only are about 15% of our population here in Arkansas. So, yeah, it takes a tremendous toll, and, um, it's un, you know, it's sad, it's unfortunate, but we need to give them a better um, alternative, and that is life, and the churches um, are, should be there to help, uh, help them choose life.
1: Well, here's an opportunity for uh, folks to come and see Catherine Davis, hear what she has to say. Uh, let it prick their heart a little bit. Let them understand that they have a part to play in protecting our culture and protecting our country. That's going to happen on February 2nd, a Thursday, 730 in the morning over at Agape Church. In the uh, uh, That's going to be in what? The uh, Family Life Center, correct?
9: No, the
1: Youth Auditorium. The Youth, the youth Auditorium. Yeah, All right. Right up. That's the uh, that's the building that is uh, down off of the hill. The main the main right. sanctuary is up on the hill, so you don't have to walk up on the hill. All right, that can be a challenge sometimes. <laughs> you can stay down in the park by the parking lot and just uh, walk into the door and hear her speak. There is no cost to attend; it's absolutely free. Take the time to um, you know be aware of what's going on and and hear a great speaker like uh, Catherine Davis, it was so, so funny talking to her. We started off, she started off so kind of meek-sounding, and then as we moved along, man, she started firing on all eight cylinders. It was great stuff. Rose, thanks for bringing her. We appreciate you.
9: Well, thank you, Dave, for having us on and helping us promote the event. We appreciate it.
1: Always will. All right, Rose Melms ArcCell Right to Life, they are the sponsor of this great opportunity for you to hear Catherine Davis. Got to get a break in, then we'll come back, finish up the show, Jimmy, and I will finish it up for you. Don't forget about Pat Davis, your health plan, man. You want to get your health plan through Pat Davis because he's going to save you thirty to fifty per cent off of whatever you got right now. Not only that, but he's going to also make sure you don't have to pay another copay, and he'll make sure that your deductible isn't like six or eight thousand dollars. I mean, look, if your deductible is eight thousand dollars and you're spending over a thousand dollars a month for health insurance that you can't even touch until you pay the deductible at, at the top why you got it i'm just asking why you got it i mean it's it's crazy i know you want protection but you want protection that doesn't cost you an arm and a leg and gives you great protection that gives you health care that you need uh if you're if you're a you know, 24-year-old male, you don't need maternity coverage, all right? Uh, and I, no, I'm not going to get into that whole thing if you're a, a guy and you think you're a girl or whatever. Even you're not going to give birth. I'm just telling you right now, it ain't going to happen. You don't need that kind of protection. You talk to Pat Davis or some of his people. You call or text them at 501 501- 605-6935. Start th- saving hundreds, if not a, you know, over $1,000 a month just on your health care. 501-605-6935. Or visit them online, yourhealthplanman.com. All right, that wraps it up today. I mean, we've covered everything that uh, we can cover today. It's uh, It's been a, a good show. Uh, let me just run over who's been on today. Start off with Congressman French Hill. Talked about two new uh, committees he's going to be involved in. Talked about debt. Talked about what's going on with McCarthy and not seating some uh, Democrats on committees. Things of that nature. Talked a little bit about education. Played uh, some uh, very, uh, very good information from Senator Tim Scott of South Carolina. But what was funny is if you listen to the show, you've heard local people myself included, Jimmy included, and then guests say the exact same things about education here in uh, Arkansas. Catherine Davis was on with us. We talked to her. She's the founder of the Restoration Project of Atlanta. She talked about, uh, of course, uh, the whole sanctity of life, how important that is. She talked about how important uh, the family is in the black community and how it's under attack. And uh, she was very good. Moms for Liberty then came by. We talked with them, and uh, we uh, we spoke to Karen uh, uh, Maynard about that. And they're having a meeting uh, tomorrow night, six o'clock, at Pete's place there in the uh, American is, Pie, uh, the, yeah, American Pie in Lake, Lakewood Village, over in uh, uh, I guess that's North Little Rock. And then uh, we talked to Lance Rustum at nine o'clock. He talked about the travelers and their uh, their their group that uh, that's called the uh, Arkansas Travelers Youth Foundation. A lot of great work going on there. I didn't know they were doing so much, and they're doing a lot. Hope to do a lot more this year. Then Jeff Hayes here at the top of the hour, and uh, FauciRevealed.com, a, a, a documentary you need to to watch to understand really just how corrupt that man is. And then we just finished up with Rose Mims and a a special new time now with Catherine Davis at 730 on February 2nd at Agape Church, where you can hear her uh, there at uh, 701 Napa Valley Drive or at 1130 in the morning at the Indiana Street Missionary Baptist Church at 1114 Indiana Street in Pine Bluff. Lots of stuff today, dude. It was really good and I would encourage people if you if uh
3: if you miss some of it, go today's podcast because this was a good show with a lot of good information, especially Catherine Davis.
1: <clears throat> she was good.
3: Yeah, and so go, go listen In to that. Fact, podcast. She was
1: excellent. Uh you gotta hear her. Yeah. I mean take twenty minutes to listen to it. That's all it is. You can hear that at one oh one one FM the answer. On Facebook, or you can hear it on. Uh, are we putting it on my Dave Ellswick uh, Facebook page too, Aaron? Uh, I don't have
10: the info to that, but like I said, I will be sharing that to our Facebook page, and uh, as soon as I figure out how to get it, how to get back into your Facebook page,
1: I will be sharing. Hey, okay. can we go ahead can and tell because
3: I get this all the time? Yeah. Can we tell people how to get to the podcast, the the link to the podcast? Because I try to go listen to it. Well,
1: the only podcast that I do is we replay the show. On right, but the I Internet. mean, how did
3: they get to? It?
1: Okay, go. So what What's the Facebook page? I get asked title? that all the time.
10: So if if, if you uh, if you don't already follow it, it's uh, the Facebook page is one hundred one point one F or one hundred one point one, the answer, um, and that's normally where we post the podcasts. Um, I will be putting that up here shortly. Uh, within the next hour after the show is over. so
1: I, I
3: get asked that all the time.
1: Facebook.com slash 101.1, the answer. And that'll take you to it. Yeah. And then you can listen to it that way. I, I don't mention that enough. Just like I don't mention, you know, people say, well, Dave, I, I want to listen to you when I'm over in Fayetteville. Right. Well, you can. What you've got to do is you've got to go and load our app on your phone. Yeah. If you load our app on your phone, then you can listen wherever. In fact, That's I would right. highly recommend that you listen just on the app because the clarity of the signal will always be yeah. good that way. And where That's do you, where I
3: listen to that? Yeah.
1: Where do you go to get that at? Uh, you go to the, your Play Store or your I, iPhone uh, store and just look up one hundred one. Uh, one is it fm the answer or just 101 it
2: is actually it's 1011 fm the answer on
10: facebook and then if you go download it uh on the app it should be the same oh, I yeah am, that's what i'm I looking get at it. that right now just to make sure okay and that's
1: all you got to do and then that you don't have to ever miss what's going on
4: yeah
1: uh and and we keep you up to date on what's going on like tomorrow tomorrow's thursday that means i'm back at the Capitol. And uh, my my co-host, favorite lady um, uh, that I know, uh, Dallas Green, yeah. is going to be with us. Has done a lot of work down in Saline County. Uh, worked on uh, Steve Lander's campaign. And uh, she will be with me. And we're going to have uh, David Ray, I know, is one of our guests that will be on tomorrow. I believe he's on in 9 o'clock hour. I, I don't have it in front of me. But he's going to talk about what he wants to do as far as... Uh, taxes and economic things here in the state and that's a discussion you won't want to miss. And we'll have a lot of other people on after. Dallas as well.
3: Dallas Green, you guys you guys listen in tomorrow, if you don't know Dallas Green. Dallas Green is a is a rock star. No, well, she's she's and, uh, very brilliant. She is sharp and in her background she has done a ton of work on education yes, she with has. the legislature. And and Dallas is if you're looking if if you if you're looking for boring, don't tune in because Dallas is anything but boring.
1: Okay, <laughs> That's why she's one of my favorite people. Yeah. I like bold people. Yeah, Dallas is That's kind of why I like you, Jibby, yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. You're, 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 a lot of people think you're boring. I don't. I think that you're bold. And that's why I enjoy having you on my show. I really do. And, and you are like I am. Facts matter to you.
3: That's my thing and and it's I go with facts not fiction, that's what I pride myself on. And what I what I do is I wanna present facts and I'm gonna tell you something, I'm gonna tell everybody out there, I'm a conservative, I'm over conservative, I'm poking. But if you're corrupt and you're a conservative Republican, I'm coming for you.
1: Well yeah, we'll we'll call you out. Yeah. They found out, out that out about me back in twenty ten when the Tea Party movement started. And I remember how many people were wanting to run for office. And we were all up at the top of the uh, stairs in front of the uh, the uh, uh, state capitol. And I guess there were 50, 60 people standing there. And I had on my shirt that said socialism, and it's got a guy, a guy with a bag of money in one hand and then a the guy next to him with a gun to his head. And then, and then that's the way it yeah socialism works. They steal your money from you. But I looked at him and I said, "I'm glad that you're going to get involved, but let me warn you, you go corrupt, you get wrong, I will be your worst enemy, yeah, and then that's just exact- and I mean, Jason Rapert will attest to that. He was there that day, yeah, because well, he was going to run for uh, uh state Senate. For
3: people who don't know, I dig in and investigate. Yes, you do in in what what I tell people is you're corrupt, I'm coming for you, but I have a particular pension to go after so called conservative republicans because if they're corrupt because I expect
1: more We don't we expect you not to be yes. corrupt i mean <laughs> it's, it's that that's simple, so you know the ones that are finding themselves in jail because there was so much free money kind of floating around when uh, you know, the, the Obamacare was coming mm-hmm. into the vogue and all of that, and people were, you know, dipping their wick in it to get it wet. Oh, yeah. And I'm just telling you, uh, we called them out on the air just like yeah. we would call a Democrat out on the air that was uh, breaking the law, uh, just uh, the way it is.
3: You know what's going to be interesting coming up? This The, the universal health care bill is almost – it's already been written. Like I said, we're just fine-tuning it. We're waiting to see him. But
1: Not healthcare, education.
3: Education, yeah, universal education. Sorry, and, uh, but it's going to be interesting. I want to see. I want to see who's going to push back on it, because I'm going to hold them it's accountable. It's going to
1: happen. I mean, uh, the committee meetings haven't started yet, or anything like that. That's when the war will really yeah. commence, and I will be at the Capitol to cover it. Yeah. And and we'll have people that, if I can't be there because I maybe I'm on the air. I'll have somebody go down, and they'll be there, and they'll come back and give us firsthand reports. Well, on
3: this it. is the people's will. This is what the people want. So, if I'm just going to tell you, if you're going to come out in opposition about this, I'm going to point you out because this is the people want this.
1: No, if you're going to say also that hey, uh, you know, choice is only in—I'm um, all for it in public schools, but nowhere else. Then you're not for choice. No, that's that's not the choice. bottom line. You're not yeah. really for choice. Jimmy, I hate to tell you this, but we're out of time. Oh, it's great. It flew by. It's a great time, right? And out of time. It's good. It's stuff. always a pleasure to have you in the studio oh, yes, with sir. me. Thank you for yes, coming sir. in today. All right. Uh, tomorrow, I'm back at the Capitol Friday. Robert and Chris will be with me first three hours, and then Matt Smith will join us, and we'll talk about what movies are happening this week, and you might want to go out and see. But tomorrow, what's happening in your state is paramount importance on the Dave
0: Ellswick Show.